I never get tired of that, man. I don't either, man. We got we got the cleanest drops in the game, man. I, I'm gonna put that out there now. I think we got the funniest drops in the game, man. Bar none. Uh, and all credit to Figgy for putting those together. This nigga scared. This nigga scared. <laughs> Ain't nobody scared, man. I just told you I had a DJ Saturday night. Fuck that shit. I, I got to. <laughs> I got to get the other J Prince one. Uh, what uh, was it? Pig pen. No, no, I forgot what. No, you know what? Maybe he ain't say it. Uh, maybe he ain't say it on mic. But I was mm. thinking about him. Remember, he wrote that long post and, and called somebody attended that nigga. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think <laughs> I he, think it was just he, a post. Nah, he did say that. Did he it say, was, actually uh, say that? Yeah, it was a post, but he like read the post. Oh, re- oh okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, I gotta find that. Yeah, he's a little tender. He's what we call a tender dick nigga. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh man oh man hey yo as pa- as uh cameron and uh and mace would say hey yo hey, side note man that shit is hilarious when they it be sitting is, there man. trying to do that because like i mean i don't really play the pause game like they do Mm-hmm. But they be sitting there, they be like, yeah, Chris Paul grabbed the ball, pause. Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. Chris <laughs> Paul grabbing the ball is crazy. <laughs> they be sitting there. <laughs> that shit is hilarious when they be doing that, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, uh, dog. They, they like, some, like, it's only funny when they do it. Yes. Some people do it and they just are too corny with it or go too far, like, 
everything got to be gay. But yeah. when they do it, because number one, like they started the whole pause thing pretty much. Yeah. So it's more funny coming from Cameron and them. Dog, they had uh, Brandon Marshall on guest hosting. And he said a bunch of wild shit. He was yeah. like, do you see that clip? He yeah. was like, let's get into Chris Paul. <laughs> and Ace was like, what? <laughs> he was like, hey, yo, man, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, yo, that's crazy. He didn't know what they was talking about either. Like, what do you mean you want to get into Chris Paul? <laughs> He's like, man, we got to talk to you about something, man. <laughs> God, that shit was too funny, man. That that yeah. show was hilarious, man. It, it would it be is. great if they could. You know, you're never gonna be on ESPN talking like that. But yeah. uh, it'll be funny if they. It was good if they see him on a bigger platform because I always miss the show and I don't know when they yeah. upload or it's just strange. Yeah, they do. They, I like that. Show. Yeah, they straight up independent. So yeah, but um, nah, that show is hilarious, man. <laughs> it's classic, man. It's a funny ass show. Them. And low-key, Gilbert Arenas has a really good podcast, too, man. Really? Mm. It's Gilbert Arenas, uh, Miko Grimes. Remember her? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because she was married to a football player or something. Yeah, was it Brent Grimes, I think? I think so. And, uh, yeah, it was Brent Grimes, his wife. And she was talking crazy when he was on the Buccaneers and all that shit. Yeah, and I remember that. Yeah, so um, it's them, and it's uh, I think Kenya Martin's on there too. No, that's a pretty actually a good, uh, that's a good podcast, podcast. man. I, I listen to it and I enjoy it. So uh, y'all check that out as well. Good. You, you would think it would be mostly fuckery, but they actually get into like some some real shit about the game and the players and the mentality and shit. So I recommend that as well, man. Some good podcasts out there. Of course, after you listen to us every week, of course. Um, what up, everybody? What up, Derek, in the comments? I see you on Facebook, man. What's what going up? on? What's uh, happening? Good to see y'all here and back and healthy and well in this uh, hot July weekend in Houston, Texas that we're in right now. Um, I just finished fucking driving for about three hours with no AC. Man, so uh, I already have a fucking headache, man. I feel nauseous. <laughs> I just, that was probably because I was drinking, too. <laughs> Not while it's driving, of course, but man. Man, that's tough <laughs> in man. the interim. Yeah, I ain't even want to drink, man. I usually drink a little something on a Friday before I do the this yeah. podcast, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, my body, your body heat already hot enough. Fucking going outside, man. Yeah. You don't need to, not the time to drink. And they right. cut the air off in here. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. After hours, weekend. they cut the air off and shit, so it's gonna be yeah. all fucking. Yeah. Like a sweatshop in that bitch. Yeah. Then it starts stinking in the studio, man. I never yeah. understood why. What the fuck? Like that's they cut about. the sewage off or something? Yeah. <laughs> like it smells like shit in a sports radio six ten producer studio for some reason. That after hours, they when they cut some of the power off in the electric or the uh, AC, like it starts to smell like sh literal shit. Yeah. In a producer studio, and I don't know why, but it's fucking nasty, man. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> had to fucking file a complaint with the uh, who fucking whoever handles that type of shit because it's a uh, unsafe TWC, <laughs> the Workforce Commission, because that's uh, a that's, yeah, that's that's terrible. Unsafe. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. We got a lot to break down and talk about this week, man. Some new music, some new music is finally dropping two weeks in a two row. Two weeks We're in a row about music. Can you believe it? 
<laughs> it's, I feel like everybody read that article about no hip hop charting number one for the first <laughs> six months in 30 years. Mm-hmm. So then suddenly everybody wants to drop some rap albums and music. <laughs> so uh, I don't think it's been broken yet. I think Young Thug debuted at number two. And so I still don't think there's been, I'm sure Lil Uzi Vert will hit number one. Oh, yeah, week. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he'll he'll officially break it. Seven months into the uh, the the year, we will probably finally have a number one hip-hop, number one album that's hip-hop in the charts. But a lot of music dropped, man. So let's fucking get into it. Let's talk about some music. Let's uh, cuss and discuss, as they say, some of these new <laughs> albums <laughs> that came out this week. Uh, and we can start with this new Lil Uzi Vert, man. Let's talk about the uh, the comeback of of they them themselves. You know, he is a non-binary. <laughs> oh, is now. he? I ain't know that. Yeah, he is non-binary. Well, I didn't he, know that. They are non-binary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are non-binary. They came out a few uh, I don't know a few months ago, and I figured it's gonna be just one of those promo stunts that they yeah. would drop. But yeah. he's still, they're still going with it. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit already, dog. I can't do it no more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LGBTQ community, but I'm just going to call him a him because. Or it. <laughs> it's, 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 just call him it. it. Or whatever just he call wants him, to call himself, just, but I, I can't, yeah. I can't do the they. Just say Uzi. It's Uzi. So Uzi is back and uh, doing new music. Uh, of course, after the uh, highly played everywhere in every stadium, I just want a rock song that's been all around the world. He dropped a new album finally. It is called The Pink Tape, uh, which is very what what, a, what an original title. It's like the pink yeah. print plus yeah. uh, the purple tape. Yeah, the purple oh, no. tape. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very, very original content coming from this generation of rappers, man. I'll say I that know. much. They keep it simple, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. So the pink tape has now dropped. It's 26 tracks long. Another long ass album is as long as a fucking movie at damn near an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, a lot of songs on here, man. It's a lot of mixing of genres as well. There's hip hop. There's hip-hop slash rock. There's straight-up rock music. No hip-hop vibes at all. And there's, like, straight death metal almost as well. Yeah. And there's also some little R&B-type songs for girls, you know, and all that shit. So it's a smorgasbord of audio genres in this album. Uh, so we're going to start with you, Figgy. Uh, number one, did you listen to this album? I didn't even ask you for the podcast. you hear this album? Uh, I listened to some of it, man. <laughs> okay, what are your initial thoughts? Because again, these these albums just came out today, so give us a little time to break it in. But what are your thoughts when you did hear of what you did hear this new Uzi Vert album? Um, uh, to me, um, so I listened to the first few tracks, and to me, it kind of gave me the vibe. And don't get me wrong, I think Uzi is probably better than this person, but he he kind of gave me the trippy red vibes a little bit. Where um, heavy bass, rock type songs that like rock and hip hop, just like you said, some of it metal, and um, it sounds super clean, man. Like I would say, the album sounds very produced and clean, 
But I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood for it, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess because I was off work and, you know, I was a little tired. I was hot. And I'm just like, man, I don't feel like listening to this. But I do I do feel like, um, I feel like Uzi, uh, his album sounds better than like a Trippy Reds as far as like the con- like the content. And I think he might be a little lyrically better than Trippy Red. Mm-hmm. But um, man, it's just it's a lot to me. It's a lot going on. It, uh, like I was already overwhelmed with the song, uh, the amount of songs he had on there. So I was just like, man, I know I ain't gonna be able to finish this album. But um, I don't know. So like, it's funny because so I, like we talked about this before. How I just been listening to a lot of older stuff. Where um, in the car, I could have my bass all the way up. I could, I could listen to um, funk. I could listen to all this stuff with the bass all the way up and it sound good. But as soon as I play something like a little Uzi or whatever, I had to turn the bass all the way down, man, because the bass, it, it just don't hit right in the car because it's because their songs already had too much bass in it. So I had to cut the bass all the way down listening to this album. And uh, I kind of got a little irritated, man. I ain't going to lie. It sound okay. Maybe... Maybe I got to go back to it um, when I'm in a different mode or something, but I was just like, man, I don't feel like hearing all this. Like, it's this how you know I'm getting old, too, because I'm sitting here like, man, I don't feel like hearing all this noise. <laughs> like, this ain't nothing like, but noise. So, um, yeah, I think uh, as as far as the quality, I think, it's, I think he did a good job with the quality, but it just wasn't for me today, man. I feel you. And uh, breaking news for our sports head out heads out there who are keeping track. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has signed a three-year, $130 million contract with the Houston Rockets. Hey! So, Fred Van Vliet joining the squad in Houston. Um, really the only big move I've seen from the Rockets today. But it's something. Sound, sound like he robbed him, to be honest, because I thought he was just getting like a two-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Fred Van Vliet play since like that Toronto finals run, man. Is he still good? Is he uh, still balling? I haven't seen I, him. I think he is. I think he was an all-star last year. Oh, okay. So, I mean, this ain't like the Pro Bowl where you just yeah. just get in. So, he made the all-star team. So, I think I think it's a good pickup. I don't I mean, look, man, it seems like everybody in the NBA getting paid because it's some, mm-hmm. it's some dudes I've seen. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and they're getting like $100 million. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. To me, it seems like this price is a lot. But, I don't know, it's the NBA, so I don't even think it matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody gets the bag these days, even if you're just half decent, so... We'll yeah. see. We'll see how he fits in. Hopefully, uh, he meshes well with the established core they have there, and we'll see if they do anything else. But uh, yeah, yeah, first news of the day that I've seen from the Rockets is they did pick up Fred VanVleet. Yeah. So for our sports fans out there who were keeping attention, Jalen Green didn't scare him away. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. We'll talk about that a little later on. That uh, Jalen Green video. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I wouldn't really recommend it. But. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, back to music, back to Lil Uzi Vert. 
I bumped this whole album on the uh, way back to uh, my parents' crib today. I bumped it in the car. And, man, I have to say, I'm somebody who I would consider myself a fan of Uzi Vert. Like, I enjoy his music. I've said he's one of the most talented of this new generation. Um, I think he's actually underrated in a lot of ways. Um, and I enjoyed his last two albums especially. I like that Eternal Take he dropped, I want to say, last year, the year before. And I also like that Love is Rage 2, even though apparently it wasn't all that popular with his fan base. I like that album. I wasn't really feeling this one at all, man. Like, it seemed like, I feel like he he was really riding high off that hit single he has, and I just want to rock. Because it feels like most of this music is meant to be played like in front of a rolling loud type of crowd, man. Yeah. It don't really sound good to play like in your headphones by yourself, or even like, I don't even consider it like great workout music. It don't really get me in that mood either. It's just... It, it seems like it's music made for a live audience. Yeah. Which which is cool if you go to a Uzi show. I'm sure it's going to sound great there, but I just don't think it sounds great uh, in, 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 the, in, in the context of listening to an album by yourself. Yeah. You know? So there, there's a few songs where I was just... I, I don't know what he was doing, man. I think it was a second song, the Suicide Door song, where it sounded like a ripoff of Playboy Cardi, man. Like mm. a whole, it sounded like a song that was left off a whole lot of red. Mm. That and I know, like Trippy Red, Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert is all all done that rock star type of thing. So I don't know if it was like an intentional bite because number one, him and Playboy Cardi are friends as well, so I'm sure they're into the same shit. They've yeah. done the same types of music, but this just sounded like a bite to me, man. And it, it just didn't sound as good either. So. There was a few the rock songs just took me out of my fucking <laughs> element, man. And I like yeah. look, I, I like I enjoy rock music. I enjoy that two thousands type of fucking hard metal rock that I think the he's Green going for songs. Yeah, and shit like he like he sampled System of a Down. Not not only sampled, he remade the song basically. Mm. He remade Chop Suey by System of a Down. And when I heard this, I'm like it sounds just like a whack, worser version, worse version than the regular one. Like, why would anybody listen to this over the original one? It's not even like he put a hip hop spin on it. Yeah, it was just it was him a cover. making a song, and it was weak because <laughs> his voice don't sound strong enough to do like a rock song. Yeah, you know. So the the they, they just took me out, man. Like, you can't have me head nodding to trap beats and trap drums. And then go to hard rock and hard metal with no drums on it, like no hip hop <laughs> drums. And then go right back to the hip hop shit. Yeah. It's really disorienting, man. And it's like, I, I would rather him either do a rock album, like a whole rock album by himself, and then drop a rap album later, or do like a half and half, where a half rap, half rock. But just having hard rock and hard metal songs sprinkled in between, like, hip-hop music and trap beats and all, it just don't sound good when it's meshed together, man. And I wasn't feeling it. Um, it, it, This album is too fucking long as well. Too many tracks, too many... I started skipping pretty much midway through. Um, One song I thought was interesting... 
because I'm I follow wrestling a bit. He he sampled a, the theme song of a Japanese WWE wrestler in this song as well. The song Nakamura mm. is uh is basically he he was rapping over the walkout song to Shinsuke Nakamura. Which I thought was kind of weird, man. I don't know why that was, that just that, that just I, I I like the song. I like the intro, the 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 Shinsuke song, but it was just weird that he rapped over it to me. I don't know mm. if he's planning something with the WWE where he's gonna come out at WrestleMania or something, singing it a song. Be. Yeah. But it was just weird to me that he put this song in his album, man. Like imagine in 2001 if Nelly dropped a song where he was just rapping over the rocks intro yeah. song. Yeah. You think that was kind of corny? Yeah. That that's kind of how I felt listening to this one, man. It don't sound bad, but it's just it was weird to me, man. I don't I don't really know why why he did that and put the put it on the album. Um I don't think I have anything else to say, man. How you I feel really about like the, the how you feel about the Travis Scott uh song? I, I didn't I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Number one, the dude who produced it. Benny X, who does a lot of Yeet songs. I feel like this dude only makes good beats for Yeet. Because <laughs> every time he works with somebody else, I don't like it. I don't like the song he did for Drake, and I don't like this one either. Mm. I feel like he gives all his best beats to Yeet. And Probably so. Of the, the throwaways to everybody is he, else. Did, he start, like did he start with Yeet? Or is I, that, I would say Yeet made it, him big. I don't know if that okay. was the first one he started with. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah, so that... that that could be the reason why too. They probably got that chemistry. Yeah. And working with somebody else is not, you know, it's not the same. It's kind of like a, a Playboy Cardi and Pierre Bourne type situation, man. Yeah. You know, they work well together, but mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot of other rappers sound great on Pierre Beats, except for uh Six Nine did his thing on Gummo. I'll say that much. That song is a classic. Yeah. But uh yeah, man. It's just this this album was this very it was average to me, man. And I was looking forward to it when I heard it was dropping. I thought it was going to be way better than this. And it's just, I wasn't feeling it. I was, If we're bringing back to the rating system, I would say this is a pig pen album right here. If, uh, cause it, the it was hogs, just not- the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> the hogs, the pigs. The pig pen status from Lil Uzi Vert's. He went non-binary, and his music sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) So their album wasn't good. Their their album was not good at all. They need to hit the studio again and work on something better for them. (laughs) (laughs) Number uh, sidebar, he mentioned he 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 mentioned he wasn't gay like twice on this album. That I yeah, the first song he mentioned that I think the first couple bars, yeah. Another one he he said he wasn't gay as well. Mm. So you you name your album the Pink Tape and you come out as non-binary, but you say several times during the album you're not gay. Yeah, like, I'm getting mixed messages, man. Like, if you yeah. want to come out that closet, I know he's still with JT. They had a fight at the BET Awards, but if you're bisexual or whatever you're trying to tell us, man, I don't think anybody cares. But this whole I want to, I it, it kind of feels like they're pimping the LGBTQ community because mm-hmm. they want the fan base of gay people, so yep. they'll tease that they're kind of gay, but ultimately they're straight. Yeah, and I and it's funny you said that. I was thinking about that because um, remember we had that conversation with the Lil Nas X. 
Yeah. And I was like curious, like, is he really gay? Or is he he just kind of like doing it for clout type thing? Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm not saying Lil Nas is doing it for clout, but that was my thing, man. I was wondering if he was doing what Lil Uzi could be doing or other rappers could be doing by, you know, do, being non-binary. So I was I was kind of curious if that was um, Lil Nas X. But this probably would be a better example, I guess. <laughs> because yeah. he, he's saying he, you know, he's he using all of these, these um, I guess, these key words where you could probably get more supporters <laughs> from from the LGBTQ. But you hanging around, I mean, you with JT. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you saying little stuff that would, you know, I guess little buzzwords, but you on the album saying I'm not gay. So, it, to me, it, it, it seemed a little clout chasey to me. It kind of is, man. And it's like, I don't think, if you're if you're that secure in your sexuality, I don't think you have to say I'm not gay multiple times on your album. Yeah. You know, if you're secure and you're, it was also hilarious. He put a clip of a Charleston White talking shit about him <laughs> at the end of the first song. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if you're securing your sexuality, I don't think you need to, Say straight up, you're not gay. Like twice, at least at least twice on this album. Just put out your music and let people think what they want to think. Yeah, that actually might be better if you know. It, let's say he is clout chasing a little bit. That mm-hmm. actually might be better because it kind of get people wondering. Yeah, and you know, if, if gay people want to support him because they feel like he is, yeah, then they could do that. He's an ally. He dropped during. Well, technically, it's not a Pride Month anymore. So he didn't drop yeah. during Pride Month. But, I mean, yeah, I think he's he, he might be pimping the community a little bit, man. I think several artists do it. Several artists act. Nicki Minaj did it. Nicki yep. Minaj admitted she pretended she was a lesbian yep. or pretended she liked girls, and she doesn't at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think artists are doing it. But yeah. Lil Nas X, I mean, this dude done kiss dudes on stage. Yeah, yeah no. So I'll, he's yeah. making it. He done went a little too far. <laughs> yeah, and plus he tr- he trolls a lot anyway. Yeah. Like he be saying stuff like, "Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna try some pussy," or he 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 do a lot of trolling where you be like, eh. yeah. but um, yeah, people like Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. like I don't know, man. I I felt like that was a great marketing move. They, I mean, they could be into whatever they into behind behind closed doors, but to me, when you look, I guess back at how they came up. It seemed like a great marketing thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, what up? In the, we see y'all in the comments. What up, Mark Nash? Uh, and what up, Brad Spoon? See y'all what in the up? comments on YouTube and Facebook, man. We're doing good. I hope you're doing good as well, dog. <laughs> um, there's another exciting episode talking about music and shit. We're talking about this uh, new Lil Uzi Vert album and all this stuff. So, yeah, man. Uh, the, 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 the trolling and... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what he's doing with it. I do think he's pimping the community and, and trying to get the support because that's a big community. Th- those those fans will fight for you like their life depends on it in the yeah. comments on Twitter, okay? Yeah. You, what do you think the beehive is mostly made of? Yeah. A lot of gay people in there, man. Yeah. So and even, <laughs> they don't hold you down. Yeah. And even remember when um, that video surfaced of uh, um, Isaiah Rashad? Yeah. Man, you know how many gay people was like, who is this guy? 
Ooh, yep. this guy is talented. He, he <laughs> makes some great music. He got a lot of support after that, man. Got a whole new fan base, Yes, I think, his, I think his album or song, whatever, kind of went up on the charts after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of them was like, hey, let's support this guy. He's one of us now. Yeah. So... I, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. they, I, mean, I feel like should, people. Should, def- I feel like he should have doubled down in the interview with Joe Budden. It seemed like he tried to make it seem like he really wasn't gay. And yeah, I feel like he just should have doubled down. Be like, look, I, I, it seemed like he was trying to imply like he he just likes beauty, period, and he likes I don't know the way he worded it was just weird. Yeah, he worded it a little weird, but like I'm glad he didn't like deny it. Yeah, he, he was like. Yep, well, that, you couldn't. Yeah. He was just <laughs> like, yep, that was me in the video. Yep, that was Kyle me. red-handed. Yeah. But anybody else would have probably tried to uh, move around it. They probably wouldn't even did the interview, to be honest. But, yeah, but um, yeah, he did, he, he definitely didn't deny it. But he he used all these little trick words to, to not say, that's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, man, it's uh, it reminds me of a uh, Mr. C, this dude who got caught up with a transsexual person. Oh, yeah. and he was like, "I'm not gay. I just like getting blowjobs from transvestites." It's like, all right, man, <laughs> like, yeah. live your truth, but I, I don't need to know the details of your sex life, man. Just say you're into whatever you're into. I yeah. don't need. To, I think he finally. Admit, I think he finally uh, finally admit he was bisexual. Yeah. yeah, I think he said it. I think he said it on a post or something. Yeah, somebody yeah. tried to call him out, and he said it on the post. But yeah, but the, yeah. when he was facing the initial blowback, he yeah. uh, <laughs> hey yo he, uh, had some he had some little <laughs> comments. So yeah, hey yo, hey Spoon, <laughs> we talked about that. We saw the uh, news about Fred Van Vliet is going to the Rockets. Um, so yeah, big news, man. Uh, hopefully, he can help the squad out. Hopefully he's worth that contract they gave him three years, man. So yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to know if, um, like, is that a is that too much money? Is that an overpay, or is that just about? I don't right? know anymore, man. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. anymore. The NBA dog, I don't know what's too much and what's not enough. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't I don't know that anymore because it seems like everybody gets the bag these days. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's an overpay or. Or if that's just right. Yeah. So we'll see, man. Um, yeah. look, looking forward to what the squad looks like with him. And we'll see where they go from here, man. But exciting times. Um, did you peep any of this uh, other new music? We had new music from Alchemist, Currency and Harry Fraud, and yeah. Big Jade. Yeah, so I listened to um, Alchemist. Uh, so it's a little short EP. I think it's, I want to say it's about four songs on there. And uh, one song he got a uh, he got Earl sweatshirt on there, yeah. And, and it's all right, man. It's a it's a dope song. It's what you expect from Alchemist. Uh, just another feature with with Earl sweatshirt, and then he got Bodie James on there on one of the songs. It's a cool little uh, cool little four pack. And uh, currency Harry Fraud, um, I listened to that as well. It sound good, man. Um, I always enjoy Currency projects, man, and I I like the simple fact that he liked to work with any producer, man. It's it's not like he just in one little lane. 
But he worked yeah. with he worked with everybody. He, I feel like he just go to any producer and be like, hey, let's do a whole tape. So I kind of enjoy that uh, with Currency. And uh, I listened to a little bit of the uh, Big J. That's a, a local artist from, shout out to Beaumont. She's from Beaumont. And um, she dropped a project called um, I Can't Help It. I think it's, it's a short album. I mean, it's a sh- I don't even know if it's an album or what. It's a project. But um, shout out to her. <laughs> I just saw this. T- I'm sorry, man. I just saw this fucking tweet. Uh, fucking uh, Fred Van Vliet tweeted in 2016 on June 23rd, uh, the, uh, bet on yourself. And Jonathan Fagan, who is a uh, journalist uh, for The Chronicle, the Rockets beat writer, said <laughs> Fred Van Vliet tweeted this a week ago. <laughs> His bet paid off. It was from 2016, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he read the whole date? Was he just quick to get this tweet off? That's oh, what here, it was. He, he corrected himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was June 23rd, 2016. And he said the tweet was from a week. Okay. Anyway, I don't yeah. know how funny, but it was. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Phil, we're happy about it, man. No problem. We, we talked about it, but. Uh, we're going to hit it again. We're going to get into some NBA free agency news in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we're excited, man. Um, but I haven't seen him play a whole lot outside that finals run. And I was asking Figgy if he was still legit. You mentioned he was still an all-star. So yeah. I'm excited, no, man. No wonder, you, no, no wonder you seem excited about him because he went to Wichita. Wichita. Yep, so, yep, yeah, yep. Okay. That's, the, yeah, that's the bias sneaking in, man. Rooting for the home <laughs> team. But... <laughs> Yeah, we we excited to have him in Houston, man. We'll we'll see what he can do with the squad. Um, and with that being said, uh, fuck it, we'll we'll get into some in some sports news, man. I know y'all want to chomp, y'all chomping at the bit. With all yeah. this exciting sports stuff going on now. We got NBA free agency. We got uh uh other other what else going on? Uh, ESPN, ESPN layoffs. We got to yeah. hit that. Some big names are gone this week. Um, so we we gonna talk about it all, man. So. Uh, Kyrie, apparently, there were some talks about him coming to the Rockets, which I was in full support of. I wanted Kyrie here, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, he did re-sign with the uh, Mavericks for three years, I think. Yeah. Um, also, Draymond is going to return to the uh, Warriors again. So that drama has already been finished. Wait, so I'm curious. So uh, how much did Fred get? Fred Van Vliet, he got... Three years, how much? Three years, $130 million, I believe. Damn, that's wild because Kyrie got three years, 126 Yeah, okay, maybe we overpaid for it. Yeah, so I don't Jermon know. Green got four-year, $100 million with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, like, for what he could Draymond is probably, older, too, so that yeah. could be a thing. But, man, I, <laughs> I don't know. If you told me... Uh, Fred or Kyrie, I'm a roll with Kyrie. Yeah. I know that's not a popular thing, but I I rather have Kyrie. <laughs> but I don't know, man. The NBA is so freaking weird, man. I don't know what's an overpay, what's an underpay, or I don't know nothing about yeah. these contracts. Fred Fred is 29, Kyrie's 31. I mean, Kyrie probably would have got paid more if it wasn't for some of his issues, man. That that could have come. It factored into it as well. Also, uh, Shams reported that the the 
this uh, the Kyrie contract was the first one uh, signed by a black female agent. Mm. So that's the reason why he didn't. Uh. <laughs> I'm just fucking around, man. <laughs> this is this is what yeah. happens when you have a when you try to be equal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, man. Um, anything else happened this week? Oh, Kyrie Irving's agent. I guess his sister is his agent. Really? Kyrie Irving's agent, Chatelia Riley Irving, will become the first black woman to negotiate and complete an NBA contract. Dang, that's shocking. Yeah. I wonder, if, I, I, I'm assuming that's re- she is related to him. I don't know. Is that his sister? Is that his? Let me look up what the relationship is. Hmm. Uh, who is she? Who is she? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how they're related. I can't see it. Yeah, because I don't think he had. I, I, they got. I don't know if Kyrie had like an agency. I don't know, man. But yeah, maybe. Well, well, maybe maybe they got maybe they got some other people. Um, going to um Dallas with him or something. I don't know. Maybe you try to so, do a friendly deal. She is she is Kyrie's stepmom. Okay, so it's dad's yeah wife. Dad's wife. Okay. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, so we I, I was expecting some more drama in this NBA offseason. Uh, nothing sur- really su- too surprising so far, but we yeah. are happy to have Fred Van Vliet here. Yeah, it seems uh, like that's the only surprising thing, to be honest, or the big one. Yeah, the biggest one probably yeah. so far. But, oh, well. Um, anything else happening in sports this week? I haven't been tapped in too much, man. Um, no, the, uh... So. Yep, and that's what we're talking about. That we popping bottles over Fred Van Vliet, man. Uh, no. He's bringing that championship mentality. Uh, let's let's go play in. <laughs> that's that that that's our goal this year, man. Get to the play in yeah. tournament. But uh, yeah, can't yeah, wait we'll... to see him, um, Jalen Green and Josh Christopher on the on the floor together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, let's talk about that shit, man. I don't know. How many of y'all have seen uh there is a video of allegedly Jalen Green and Josh Christopher? Um, and I think it's pretty much confirmed to be them because this video keeps getting taken down uh <laughs> with with the quickness, man. It's like the feds are on it almost, you know. So there's a video of them, and I believe Jalen Josh Christopher is on the bed in somebody's room and Jalen is over him miming like humping the hell out of him. Yeah, like in, be- <laughs> like in between his legs. Yeah, humping, humping him. Like Josh got his legs wide open. Jalen is uh, humping him on a bed. They yeah. all got their clothes on, so it's not like real. But yeah. I, they, it's like they were R&B. joking around. Yeah. They were laughing about it. But It's like a 90s R&B concert. Yeah. Where they bring the yeah. girl on the stage and they get the hump in the chair or whatever. <laughs> like, look, man, some some friends got funny ways of playing around. I just don't know why this was recorded. <laughs> That's my main question. Like, 
if y'all goof around like that, and y'all think that's like your brother or something, I don't know. People got weird relationships nowadays, and kids be joking ways that I don't understand, okay? Yeah. So I'm not going to call nobody now for whatever. I'm just confused as to why it was recorded and who mm-hmm. posted it. Yeah. So, yeah, make of that what you will. At least Fred wasn't scared off. And he's <laughs> <laughs> he's still coming to the Rockets. Maybe they had to increase the price because of that. Yeah. He said, make it 136 and we'll talk. It was supposed <laughs> to be 119. <laughs> and he saw the video. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had nothing else to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People all, uh, the jokes are flying on Twitter. So, <laughs> you, yep. yeah. Check out the jokes, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have nothing else to say, man. It's uh, well, moving on. Uh, let's talk about these ESPN layoffs, man. Uh, a lot of it's Black Friday in the ESPN ABC world slash Disney world. A lot of uh, well-known names got cut today. Um, of course, uh, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman. Um, who else got cut? Um, you got Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Jeff Van Gundy as Jeff, well. Yeah, that Jeff was Van pro- Gundy. That was probably the biggest one, to be honest. Sixteen years he had been calling ESPN NBA games. He got cut today. Um, people are joking, saying they were tired of him shitting on the NBA rules and trying to make new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Uh, people, I, apparently, I didn't watch a whole lot of the finals, but apparently, people were getting sick of him during the Damn, finals. Damn, that's man. crazy. I honestly, I was getting sick of Mark Jackson a little bit. I've been sick of Mark. Jackson. Yeah, I was just kind of like I would be most basic ass commentator of all time. Yeah, baby. and then and then he tried to do some shit like Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> hand down man down yeah like uh, can you come up with like more than three catchphrases please yeah, yeah. and every time that shit for 20 years and every time they um the warriors playing yeah when i was in that facility yeah they you know i just knew they'd be great. like motherfucker that was 10 years ago man i know right <laughs> when, I, when i talked to steph i knew he was gonna be great i knew he yeah. had that killer mentality okay yeah. nigga, that was a little teenage steph curry he's a different man I now was, i was about to use a camera online remember back in the days man them days is over it's over yep <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite camera lines man yeah. that, that shit gets slept on too i think because it was a on a lesser known song yeah but uh I, I, I classic love album that, that man line, too man. yeah that was uh the du- one with the get in ohio wasn't it uh no that was triple up triple that, up that, that was on killer season. from killer season right yeah that's right that's from triple up triple so. up oh, you stupid fuck yeah <laughs> with 40 cal on there <laughs> yeah a classic song, man. Yeah, um, but um, Jeff Van Gundy, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Susie Cobra, um, Jalen Rose, uh, Matt Hasselbeck, Steve Young, Todd Mache. That was kind of a shocker, too. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, Todd Mache, uh, LaFonso. So who's going to do draft with uh, Mel Kuyper? How can they just cut met, Todd McShea? Yeah, just the draft guy. Honestly, I would too much. I, 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 honestly, I would have cut Mel Kiper, man, because I yeah. felt like he been totally like gone, man. I get, I think that COVID shit kind of fucked them up too. Mm-hmm. 
because um, he I, I I don't know. I think allegedly he's like an anti-vaxxer or something like that. Oh, so really? He, could, he couldn't even. Um, it was at one point he couldn't even do the draft, or he could he couldn't be around. So it was something weird. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised they kept him over uh, Ty Mache because at least Ty Mache was in the building and shit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you really should have got rid of both of them. I feel like their time has kind of passed, man. Yeah, I mean, like, who is going to them? <laughs> like, ain't I nobody think, really. Yeah, going I feel to like them. ESPN just did it out of tradition. But so. I feel like there's way more knowledgeable draft people you can get. Shit, get John Harris on there, man. He seems to know everything about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put him on ESPN, man. Yeah. But there's more than enough capable people who can break down a draft and prospects. I don't think they need Nell Kuyper and Todd McShay anymore, given their uh, thoughts on the shit, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, uh, what was it, Steve Berman effect where they were just getting too old. Mel Kuyper was getting too old, man. Like that, he's getting that Steve Berman effect. Where it's Steve just, Berman, uh, what, who was it? Uh, that dude, that 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 big, that fat dude on ESPN who <laughs> was on Chris, Chris Berman. Chris Berman, that's Chris right. Chris Berman, yeah. Steve Berman from Chris Berman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that dude was getting too old on on TV, man. He was. Yeah, yeah they really pushed him back. Yeah, but um, uh, apparently people was um, upset. Maliga Andrews survived. <laughs> yeah, but come on, man. <laughs> I, people, I, yeah, I just thought the jokes was funny, man. Did people really think she was gonna get fired? That that yeah. was really shocking to me. What what do you think she was getting, gonna get fired for? Yeah, nah, she nah, she ain't gonna get let go. They gonna if anything, they're gonna put her on more shit. No, that, okay. that's exactly what they're doing because, like, yep. you know that some of the bigger people they're getting rid of, they're already talking about replacing. Like, the uh, the Susie Cobra, who do, she mm-hmm. usually be on um, uh, Monday Night Football. I think she, t- I think she took over for um, um, Rest in Peace to Stuart Scott. I want to say she took over for him at one point when he okay. was, like, sick and all that. She will always fill in. I think she's been doing the Monday Night stuff. And, um... Yeah, they could just get. I think they already talk about Mina Kimes uh, taking her spot. And they they got people like that that's doing everything. So um, they putting they giving people like five or six jobs. Yeah, and probably paying them one salary. Yeah, yeah. Now Malika Andrews gonna be on ESPN, Ocho, ESPN, everything, ESPN two, ESPN U. That yep. Charles Barkley joke. <laughs> they ain't going to ha- work me like a slave and barely pay me. They're going to have me on ESPN2, ESPNU, <laughs> ESPN Ocho, ESPN Deportes. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Muy Bien Gracias. <laughs> no, they would, though, man. Because, like, think about Charles Barkley. This dude, he pretty much doing one thing <laughs> yeah. at Turner. He'll do, I mean, like, outside the NBA stuff, they'll do March Madness. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, man, he ain't doing that much, and probably getting paid just as much as them. No, nah, he's getting paid. I think he's probably one of the highest paid people in in the media game. Yeah. Period, man. But, but just look at him compared to like a Stephen A. And I know that's yeah different, but man, they got Stephen A. out there on the red carpet during the yeah. draft. They got him. They got that doing dude, dude. boxing, UFC, yes, baseball, basketball, football. Yeah, it, they gonna it, have him on some hockey games he probably was, one day. He was doing radio. He was doing his own yeah. show. I'm like, man, man, he looked tired in the face too. Yeah. 
So you could you could tell when he just got off a flight, man. He'd be yeah. looking dead. One time he fell asleep, and Andre he was falling asleep during a uh, foot, uh what was it a boxing match? Like they were doing a little boxing pregame thing, and they had the clip on YouTube. Like you could tell he was nodding off, and Andre Ward just uh, tapped him a little bit. He woke up. <laughs> like yeah, man. So it's been it's been rough for him. He's getting older too, man. I know how long he can hang in there doing that type of schedule. But yeah. um, HRW on Twitch, we see you, man. How you doing, dog? We see you. Uh, you said glad ESPN didn't cut my two crushes, Doris Burke and L Duncan. Yeah, Doris Burke ain't going nowhere. L Duncan, yeah. I think, is expendable probably, but Doris Burke definitely ain't going nowhere, man. Yeah, I think they're trying to get more women to do basketball coverage. Honestly, yeah. Like so, I think you're gonna see more women in the future doing NBA games and stuff. Yeah, so. I think they brung her up as the replacement for Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, so, possible. Yeah, I can see uh, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't hate Doris Burke, but... She's the best out of, you know, if you... I mean, I hate to say it like this, but if you had to pick a woman to either <laughs> always do something like that, like, I yeah. wouldn't have a problem with Doris Burke. yeah. But um, my problem, my problem with Doris is like, and this is why the Mike Breen uh, and Jeff Van Gundy dynamic worked, and, and Mark Jackson, they worked together because they joked around a lot, man. Yeah, like they joked around a lot and talked about shit outside of basketball sometimes, and it was a funny little thing to do, man. It, it made the broadcast more entertaining. I feel like somebody like Doris Burke would never do that. She would never joke about something outside of what's going on. And even if she did, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah. So I'm not saying you got to be fucking Chris Rock to call a basketball game. But sometimes I want to hear in the dead time, <laughs> like y'all talk about something funny yeah. while we're waiting for a nigga to walk up for a free throw or something. Yeah. And instead, Doris Burge is going to roll off some stats. <laughs> yeah. Like talk about something that I really care about that much. Yeah. So and Jeff Van Gundy, know. Jeff Van Gundy would talk about Bucky's. He yeah. talk about the greatness of the gas station <laughs> Bucky's. He the only person that would do that, man. And that might be why they they fired him, man. Maybe they finally got sick of him and his unprofessionalism during basketball games, bringing up totally unrelated things and having side arguments about shit. Maybe they got sick of it, man. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to get fired. Yeah, he but, gonna he gonna get a job. He probably gonna go right to TNT. To be honest, there's there was word that he might go back to coaching. Um, mm. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard he might go back. He might get hired on somebody's team as an assistant or something mm. like that. Mm. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the media rights for the NBA are still up in the air, so it's possible somebody else gets the rights to broadcast NBA games. And maybe they get a bit Jeff Van Gundy. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, oh, somebody else that didn't get let go, people was looking at was uh um uh, Perkins. No, Sage Steel. He he was popping, he popped up too, but Sage Steel. And she didn't get let go because she's actually going through a lawsuit <laughs> with um uh, ESPN. Yeah, I heard about because, that. And yeah. number one, like, when's the last time you've seen Sage Steel on air? I, see, I didn't even think she was still on. I see her pretty often because we usually had the TV on ESPN during the mm -hmm. show. And she, so she's she's been on like from 10 to whatever. So she's the, she's like in the midday on Sports Center. Yeah. So I, I, I see her quite often, but yeah, she I, I, 
it wouldn't look it wouldn't have been good for ESPN to fire somebody or uh lay somebody off during an ongoing lawsuit like that. So yeah. I think I, and I think, believe what was her lawsuit she was fired she was suing like a, because it was like she a dis- thought that it was like a discrimination. So Yeah, because she's a conservative and blah something. I don't know. Nah, That's your girl. You took a picture with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So remember, um, this is back during the woke days. Where remember ESPN, they all did that round table or mm-hmm. something like that, where uh it was a number of black people, but I guess they didn't include her or something like that. It it was some something weird like that. I I I'm not saying that's part of it, but I think that might have has something to do with it too. But um, oh, this is news apparently from three days ago. It says ESPN offered Sage Steele five hundred and one thousand dollars to settle her free speech lawsuit, but she won't accept it because yeah. uh, she said they cannot purchase their employees' constitutional rights. Yeah, and she said this is apparently related to the vaccine. Apparently, uh, she okay. has some comments about the vaccine mandate, and she she believes that she got punished for it. Yeah, because I think uh, uh was it around? I can't remember if it was around that time. She she was going through a lot, man. It was she she was in a lot of drama, man. Because mm-hmm. I think she was in some drama with like L. Duncan. Yeah. Because uh, remember, Sage was doing like the um, she was doing evenings, and um, I don't know what happened, but they they put L. Duncan on evenings and moved her to, I guess, the shittier slot, which which is like ten to twelve or something like that. And so, um, yes, yeah, uh, I I don't know. She's going through a lot. Yeah, it seems like it, man. Um, and yeah, she's uh. She's uh, somebody who is outspokenly like conservative, and she, yeah. you know, of course, most of ESPN people, I'm sure, are like more liberal. So yeah. I think she believes that her speech is being infringed, and she's being punished for things she's believed and said. On I think all this came from like a Jay Cutler podcast she was on. That yeah, and then and she uh, basically says she was forced to get the vaccine, but she didn't like it and she didn't agree with it. Yeah. And then um, I think Jalen Rose was, uh, I think Jalen Rose refused to work with her. Yeah. Or do a segment with her or something. It, look, look man, where that got him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they kept his ex-girlfriend on there, yucking it up with Stephen A. Smith every day. <laughs> and he on the out and out yeah. looking for a job. <laughs> He'll be okay, though, I'm sure. Yeah. He, I'm I, not going to lie. I ain't shedding no tears for Jalen Rose. Yeah, I'm getting sick of him. Yeah, I'm not shedding no tears. Like, dog, yeah. you played in the NBA. <laughs> yep. You got schools and all that stuff, man. You, mm-hmm. you, you're all right. You, and you'll go right to FS1. You'll <laughs> be somewhere. But yeah, yeah that's what I, he done apologized two times in like three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he had to apologize for his comments about Ime Udoka. He had yeah. to make a clarification about the uh, Malika Andrews armpit yeah, allegation. Her. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, man, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but we'll see where he lands. So, yeah, a lot. it was a Black Friday for ESPN. A lot of notable names got cut, and a lot stayed, man. Yeah. I think they're uh, bought in with Kendrick Perkins now. So Yeah, they're going to have him do everything, too. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on uh, every NBA countdown and, and everything in between. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. 
Hopefully they fix his fucking microphone, man. That's my only complaint. Like he always, number one, he always sounds like he's in a bathroom. And number yeah. two, you could always hear his fucking big ass breathing. He's always like, <sighs> when somebody else is talking, it sounds like he's congested. He's like, <sighs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and one time JJ Reddick was like, why are you moaning in my ear, Perk? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and CBJ was like, do you have sleep apnea? Like, he probably do. He, I think he does, man. But they need to fix his audio quality. I don't know where he he records from, but it, it sounds like shit for ESPN, man. So hopefully they fix it. Yeah. HRW said they was too scared to take Perk access card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. And people have also speculated that they're trying to clear room for uh, Shannon Sharp. Uh, um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. I know they gave uh, Pat McAfee a lot of money, and maybe yeah. they're trying to make up for that. Yeah, they, 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 it could be. But, I yeah, I think they they could have got Shannon Sharp regardless, I think. But I yeah. think it's one of them company things where they it, they probably going way under, so they got to clear some cap or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll clear some cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. ESPN, ESPN got to stay under the cap or they pay luxury tax. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, who they bring in if they bring in somebody new. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of noble names got cut. Man, we'll see uh, where they end up in the future. <laughs> About to see a lot of Mina Kimes and Monica Minutes. I'm fine with that. Look, I, Mina Kimes needs to be more on TV, man. I actually enjoy seeing her on TV. She's actually funny and informative. Yeah. And she talks about the NFL, which is dope as well. Like, hopefully she can get us on the NBA talk as well. But I, I, w- I would not mind seeing more of Mina Kimes, man. I'm, I'm a Mina Kimes stand. So, um, let's talk about this uh, controversial Bum B video, man. Because apparently this sparked a uh, debate between the Hoteps and uh, everybody else, man, I was really surprised this was very controversial. But apparently some people were upset by Bumby's comments about Mexican-Americans and Mexican people supporting hip-hop and, and business ventures. So let's play this clip for full context, man. This was an interview. I'm assuming this is uh, regarding Trillberger. Yeah, I think like he, I think the interview might have been like a year old too. If I yeah, if I, if I uh, it must be because he he has a shirt that says Astro World Trillburgers. Yeah, and I would assume he was not wearing that type of shirt no more. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think the interview kind of old, but yeah, it, it, I I guess it was a, a slow news day. <laughs> Apparently, somebody had to go viral on something, man. So. Uh, Go ahead, play this clip. If you have a product or you present something to the public, nine times out of ten, Mexican-Americans are going to be your, not only your biggest customer base, but also your most consistent customer base. You know what I'm saying? That's just math. That's just basic math. And to not acknowledge that when we're talking about hip-hop, look, if you make Houston rap music, nobody buys more of your music than Mexicans. No one comes to your shows more than Mexicans. No one buys more of your merch more than Mexicans. Play your music. It's just, it's a numbers thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's important that we acknowledge their participation and their love of the culture. 
So I wanted to make sure that when Houston hip hop was on that stage at the rodeo, that a Mexican American could look at that stage and see themselves on that stage too. So I'm confused what he said. What uh, what about that was so bad? Like yeah. it would be one thing if he was being a troll and said, you know, black people don't support you like that, but Mexicans do. Yeah. He didn't say anything of the sort. Yeah. So he the guy said, Yeah, the, so the guy that tweeted this video out pretty much said, Man, fuck Bun B. And so if you look through the comments, it's a few people that's like, Yeah, man, no, nah, that's a sellout. They calling them coons and all this other stuff. I, I felt like he was spitting facts, man. I felt like he was spitting the truth. I don't see, I ain't see, I, I felt like he was right on the money. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and, and these are people who don't live in Texas and don't live in the South. So I'm sure they probably have not been around a lot of Mexicans or if they, they just have these racial connotations of Mexicans hate black people and shit. And to be fair, there is some anti-black sentiment in Mexican communities, man, and Hispanic of, communities of as course, well. Yeah. And of course, we all know about that. But what he said is right as well. You know, I've had a lot of Mexican homies who just bump heavy Houston hip hop only, man. And they buy, they go to the shows, they buy the merch, and they support the artists. There's a lot of them in Houston, man. Yeah. So what he said, I don't understand the controversy. Like I said, if he said something that was like, it indicated that they're more loyal than black people or they support you more than black people do. If he said something like that, I'd be like, okay, I agree. That's going too far. Yeah. But he just said it's a numbers thing. There's a lot of them here and they yes. buy your shit and support you. So he wants to support them too. He was giving us the numbers. Like he wasn't just pulling out his ass. He said, he said nine times out of 10, they, you know, those, those are the ones that's buying the merch. Those are the ones that's um, buying the tickets to the show, the music, and all that other stuff. He's not just saying that. that he, he clearly sees it. So that's why he felt like he needed to put some type of representative uh, representation up there, you know, for the um, Hispanics and all that, which, I, you know, I agree. Because that's like, just, that's like us. Like, we do this podcast, and probably 80 90% of the people that's watching are sports fans. They, they probably came from Sports Radio 610. So, you know, what's a better way? I mean, why can't we talk a little sports? Because, you know, they're sports fans, so why not cater a little bit to the sports fans? And remember, when we first started this podcast, it was just strictly hip-hop. We, we wanted to stay away from sports because we work at a sports station. So, like, I don't see anything he said wrong man I, I i felt like that's a good business person yeah it seems like people just wanted to argue on twitter like a normal day on twitter man like people wanted to act like this was anti-black or something but i just don't see it man i don't see what he said or how what he said was wrong yeah um i mean they do support they support this podcast man we, we do love our mexican-american listeners or mexican listeners or hispanic listeners or everybody everybody of every race who listens to the podcast man we love you and support you but uh yeah i don't understand yeah. the the what the issue of what bumby said i don't yeah and the irony is the guy that tweeted this is from houston yeah <laughs> so it's just like bro like do you go outside <laughs> 
Apparently not, man. Um, I did see Jack Freeman got into it as well. He he put a uh, a little mini novel, a little essay in response yeah. to this uh, tweet, man. And he, he was going back and forth with people. It's good to see Jack Freeman black. I, th- I, I thought he was banned from Twitter. He was. But I see he's back <laughs> and verified. Yeah. And he didn't have the funny style verification either. So good, good to see he's still on the time- timeline, man. Yeah. But um... so... Yeah, no, that that was funny. It, the funny thing about that Bun B stuff is, I want to say two days later, the Houston Texans announced, uh, uh, I guess a, a Mexican football team, like actual football. They doing something. Uh, I guess they got like some real American football in Mexico or something, yeah. and they playing at NRG. I want to say in August or something like that. Okay. And, and um, I'm like, damn. This is this is the same thing Bun B was talking about, <laughs> like because they're not doing that in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not doing that in Pittsburgh. They're doing it here because of the audience. Like they they know the demographic. So why not have you know a team from Mexico play at NRG in Houston, where is is more Hispanics here than any other race? <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Bun B specifically said if you rap in Houston, if you're a Houston rapper. Yeah. If you're a Houston rapper, and that's the one thing, like, I noticed uh, once I moved down here. Hispanics will support anything Houston-related, anything Texas-related, man. They they ride and die for the for this state. So, you know, Bun B, DJ Screw, whatever, whatever rap music that's from Texas, they will play that shit. They will buy it. They will support it. Some of the local artists that we had on this podcast, I got help from a, a, a Hispanic <laughs> because he went to the shows and all that and buy the merch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, because, you know, with us, look, we got to be real, man. That's the other thing, too. We don't we don't really be sold on people until later on. Until everybody else is on them. Yes. Then then people dig right. For real. And look, I ain't look, I'm the same way. I'm trying not to be that way, but it was a couple times where um like shout out to uh, our good friend Fat Tony. Um somebody was telling me a Hispanic was telling me about Fat Tony for a minute. Mm -hmm. And he like, Yeah, man, you should have him on the podcast. He dope. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. But I'm like, nah, I ain't, you know, I ain't we ain't got time for all that. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like listening to somebody demo tape and all that crap. And then he said it again. I was just like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. And then the third time, I'm like, man, let me let me check him out. I'm like, damn, he actually all right. <laughs> and so I ended up reaching out to him, and the rest is history. Yeah. So, and, and meanwhile, this person was like, oh, yeah, I've been telling you about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I got tickets to his show. So I'm like, damn, that's, I don't know. They They just support, man. Like, they do. But, they support the local artists hard, man. Yeah, like Bun B wasn't lying, so I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, like out of all of this, man, just show love to the people that's supporting you. That's all he doing. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't out here making Tayana music or uh, ditching rap music to to do uh, reggaeton or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's still being Bun B, but he's just showing love to the um, the people that's rocking with him too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't understand the controversy here, man. He was speaking facts, and we know it since we live here, and anybody else just doing shit for engagement, I guess, because I, I don't see the issue here. I'm thinking yeah. he, he was speaking facts there. 
Um, in other Houston news, uh, Travis Scott will officially not face criminal charges in the uh, Astroworld incident. A Texas grand jury declined to indict Travis Scott um, in a criminal investigation. Uh, and apparently his lawyer said that he never encouraged people to do anything that resulted in other people getting hurt. And the decision is a great relief. Um, you have any thoughts on this? I, I Paul Gallant, of all people, texted me about this. He was upset. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go off on this on my show, but I want to reach out to you first because he's upset that uh, Travis Scott is getting off scot-free. You see what he did there? But uh, <laughs> my, my, my take is this, man. Like, I don't think it's like a Deshaun Watson type situation, man. Yeah. You know, what happened sucked, but it's hard to, to say it's his fault. Yeah. It's hard to put the blame on him. You can put the blame on the security, the venue, and could he, could he have been more aware of what's going on? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. realistically, in the middle of a show with thousands of people and everything going on, like I, I just don't believe that he encouraged people at that show. And we had Jasmine on; she was there. To be fair, she's biased, super biased. She's a yeah. she's a stan, but yeah. but she didn't she even didn't, know what happened. She didn't know anything happened bad until she got back home. Yeah, the next you know? day when she woke up. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the idea that this was his fault that he encouraged the behavior um, that led to their deaths. I just don't believe that, man. I, I don't think there's any way they could have proven that it, this was his fault. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it honestly, I don't think you should, I don't think he deserved all the blame. Maybe he could have did something different, but I think it's blame to go around the room, man. Yeah. You could look at the security guards. You can look at the venue saying why they ain't, you know, uh, hire enough security guards, which I think is a little tricky. It's a lot of blame to go around, period, man. Like, not to mention the pe the uh, damn badass <laughs> fans that mm -hmm. that pretty much rushed the, rushed the damn place. Like, it's so much more to – so, like, a grand jury to indict him, I, I felt like that would have been rough. However, I, I feel like it's not quite over because you probably got civil lawsuits. Oh, yeah. That's going to be happening. He's going to have to pay. They're going to get money. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't think he's getting off scot-free. Like, I don't, I don't expect the man to go to jail for it. But he and he is going to have to pay. He's going to have to pay all them families, all the people that was affected. So, um, yeah, he's not getting off scot-free. <laughs> Yeah, and Troy said not to be insensitive. Just one opinion. You already know the civil money coming. Yeah, we we know there there are going to be civil lawsuits, and the family's going to get paid, man. Yeah, okay, we we Families know that. Families or people that want to get paid that was part yeah. of it going to get paid. Exactly. He says, uh, "Can we compare the Travis Scott incident to?" Oh, I didn't see this. This is what came before. I didn't see this part because I I didn't think that part was insensitive. I guess this part is the insensitive part. Troy on Facebook says, "Can we compare the Travis Scott incident to the Ocean Gate?" If you chose to attend, it ain't anyone's fault but him, her, they, them, it, who choose to attend. I'll disagree with that, man. I don't think going to a concert is like, you know you're risking death by watching somebody perform. You know, I, I don't think, I would not say that's even remotely the same, dog. I have to disagree there, man. 
Now, his fan base is too rowdy. I'll say that much, man. They're they are crazy. Um, and but I don't think everybody there knew that, you know, yeah. or at least they knew how bad it could get if they were in that crowd. Um, some people just came there because they liked his music, man. Yeah. Like not not everybody was there to fucking have a mosh pit environment. People brought their kids, man. Now you could argue there probably shouldn't have been kids at that event. Fair enough, but I, I would disagree with that, man. I, I don't I don't think that they chose to put themselves in the death situation by going to an artist music show. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think um, I mean at the end of the day, it's a concert, man. You don't expect the the uh, to die at a concert. So um, the 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 Ocean Gate thing, they knew what they was getting into, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I think they signed a couple waivers and all that stuff too. So um, yeah, I don't think it's the same, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just the unfortunate thing, man, because you don't see a lot of people dying at concerts all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if it, it, um, I'm sure if if it was that deep, they would probably make everybody sign a waiver or some some mm-hmm. shit before buying a ticket. But I don't think nobody expect all that. But um, yeah, man. I, yeah, I think the I think the lawsuits is coming, man. The silver lawsuits. They're gonna have to spread that money out. Yeah, and and to add to the fact that he didn't get off scot free, I mean, he had to put his whole career on pause for like two years, man. Yeah, so there's that. The fact that I don't know how he's gonna tour again. Like, who's gonna insure him? Yeah, that'll be a whole ordeal. Yeah, because so, Astro World that was kind of his thing. That was his thing. That was bringing a lot of money in. Mm-hmm. So he can't do that again. I, or I, I don't want to say never, but right now I don't see him doing that again. Or doing yeah. any type of uh, a personal festival like that, and I don't know who's gonna t- and, and like somebody has to insure you when you go on tour. I don't know who's gonna insure him after what happened. Yeah, you know? because he ain't gonna do it uh, if he do do a festival like that again. It ain't gonna be where it was at. You know, I think that's over. Yeah, they, ha- they have to spend a lot of money on more security, more safety measures. Make sure there's EMSs everywhere. And yep. that's not cheap either, man. So I don't know. His touring is, I think his, his tour is going to be in way smaller venues probably or more. Or probably compact. just, yeah. Maybe I'll, they're probably going to have a limit on people that can attend and only so many people can be in the space. And there's going to be way more security, way more EMS personnel and a lot of a lot of stuff that people are going to have to go through. And, uh, and see, even with that though, man, because... I mean, you could argue and say it was like that for the last time, but just people that didn't even have a ticket rushed the gate. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was more people in there than it should have been. And so, like, how do you even stop that <laughs> for, yeah. uh, from happening next time? That means you got to have, like, real tight security? I, I don't know. You can't, you can't have the whole city of Houston or any city trying to sit there and protect the concert like that. So... I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just got to stick to like the big time festivals, where you know everybody there is not. Uh, everybody there ain't for Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might work out a little better. I don't know. I just, you just got to keep coming out as somebody's surprise guest. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's been doing. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what where he goes going forward, how he's going to uh, tour. I'm sure he he he's been teasing this new Utopia album. I think it's coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, Troy says Travis gonna have to tour with Elon Musk or some shit. <laughs> the Texas Tesla Travis takeover. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, <laughs> he's gonna have to have like some some SpaceX type technology to keep people safe, man. Yeah, or or the one thing I was thinking, and um, he might just have to. I, I don't know if he's that big of an artist to do this, but uh, well, he can't do it at NRG because that's the same. That's pretty much the same area of the Astro World incident, but. It's gonna have to be somewhere inside because yeah. you could protect a lot more inside the venue. Mm-hmm. You can limit you can, the amount of people that are in. Yes, you could attend. You can actually close so, the door. <laughs> yeah. So that might be a little safer and easier to maintain, but it, um, that NRG park where it's just a space out there and you got some gates and all that stuff, man, you can't like you can't really like not with, with his crowd. You couldn't control that. So, yeah, I don't know. You got to wrap the fan man. base, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I know he's been advertising the new album. Uh, there's some codes going on on billboards and shit. So I would wager a guess it's probably coming sometime this month. Yeah. So we'll see when it drops, how it sounds. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mad Wine Chemist on YouTube says Texas Tech. We can handle it. No insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, next Astro World gonna be at Texas Tech. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, other things that happened this week. Uh, speaking of Ocean Gate, apparently they found the marine, the remains of the submarine. At least some of them. Yeah. Apparently, some debris washed up on shore, and they also believe what they they found what they believe are human remains on the ocean floor as well. So this is a confirmation that there was a submarine that exploded, imploded, and apparently there was remains found. So that might shoot down a few conspiracy theories about it being fake. <laughs> but I don't know. At least they, at least they found it. So there's that. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually shocked they found it. Yeah, because me too. We talked about it before. I talked about it with my dad. I'm thinking it was just like crushed like a can, where you ain't gonna find anything. So I'm shocked they found what they found. Yeah, me too. I didn't think they were ever going to find I thought they were going to give up. Like, uh, let's be real. Isn't it a fucking waste of money? We yeah, know they're man. dead. And and then uh, on top of that, man, they like they had the um, Navy out there, man. They had, mm-hmm. they had, some, <laughs> they had some shit. I, I don't think that shit was free. So it, it was a little shocking how much uh, coverage this was getting. Yeah, it is, man. I think they're like they're they're spending the manpower like they're trying to rescue people still. Yeah. It's like we know it's over, man. So I understand why. Like, I guess they want to recover. I I would understand why they want to recover things. They want to know what happened, what went wrong. And maybe that would have some yeah, uh some some play in a lawsuit. But yeah, I didn't understand. Like yeah. you said, they had the Navy out there looking for it, man. It's yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if that's worth their time. Yeah, maybe the billion, maybe I guess being a billionaire or a couple billionaires in there has something to do with it, where they mm-hmm. had to, they 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 need to get down to the bottom of it because if it was just some regular people like us, I don't know if they spend all this time trying to figure out what happened. 
Yeah, no. Hate to say it that way. Hate to say it that way, but yeah, maybe them being rich um, has something to do with it. But it's possible. Yeah, but I like the way they was making the big deal out of this. I thought it was like some type of ride or some type of like a big time company that was, you know, giving people tours. So I thought it was like totally innocent, normal, regular nine to five people that was, you know, lost. But when I found out the the backstory of it, I was just like, huh? And it was going all out, man. That was dominating the news. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was crazy. I was shocked it got this much coverage. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I also think it happened during a kind of a slow news week as well. So yeah. everybody was into it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. You know the funny part about that is I was in the gym uh, as it was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so it was happening on Fox News and CNN News. So they both was talking about it at the same time, two different situations, but talking about the um, the submarine. And once they finished talking about it and they wanted to switch something else, Fox started talking about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And CNN started talking about uh, Trump being indicted. Of <laughs> so, course. So I'm just like, damn, it must really be a slow. It's just like, oh, I guess there ain't no news. So let's just talk about the other party. Yeah. Yeah, get you mad before you go to work about the damn liberals or the damn yeah. conservatives. Yeah. Joe Biden so. tweeted this. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then I looked at Fox, uh, or I looked at CNN, and like, Trump indicted. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they say. They don't say any, no other details. I'm just like. Yep. And there'd be, like, I'm sure Fox News didn't even mention the Trump indictment. You know, nah, or if they did, they it was did. like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're talking about why the, the liberal plans won't work to indict them or something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm like, man, fun. this is exactly why I don't watch the damn news. No, 100%, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't fuck with any. I, I, and I only see that shit in the gym, too, man. <laughs> like, they I only see that shit in the gym. And I usually try to get by, if I'm doing cardio and I have to look at the TV, I usually get the one by ESPN or something. Yeah, so I got to look at the fucking news, but yeah, it, it's fucking annoying, man. Yeah. Um, other things that happened this week. Uh, did you watch the BET Awards by any chance? I did not, man. So I actually, so the reason why I didn't watch it because I went to Dende's concert. Yeah, so how's Dende doing? Yeah, man. shout out to Dende. He's doing good. It's funny because this was his first tour. Um, first headline tour. So um, Houston was the last stop. And uh, it's funny, like, this, look, man, this is how you know how washed I am, how washed me and my wife is. So we went to the, uh, got the tickets to concert. She was excited. Um, um, they said the, the concert started at 730. Guess what time we get there? 730. Yeah. 7.30. We got there, the DJ playing. It's a little hype man. Shout out to the hype man. I forgot his name, but dog, he, they they were going for like an hour. I'm just like, man, what, what's going on, man? I'm like, I'm like, man, we gonna get the show cracking? And mm-hmm. then a couple times I saw Dende, he was walking around a little bit. He was talking to some people. So I'm like, hey, what's up, man? So I tapped him. We we talked a little bit, and you know, he was like, appreciate you coming out. Da, 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 da. And so I'm like, all right. I'm like, maybe you about to start in a minute. 
And then I start thinking like, do he got some people opening up for him? So I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm thinking like, all right, the DJ wrapping up, that's it. <laughs> and then I saw him walk out again. I'm like, <laughs> I was about to tell him again, like, bro, when you getting on the stage, man? So um, he did have, he had three um, openers. Uh, it was three okay. people opened up for him, which was cool. But by this time, it's like 930. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm like, yo. I, <laughs> like, dog, it was a Sunday. I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, our fucking bats was hurting because that floor, because when you standing on the concrete floor, just standing in one spot, your lower back started hurting. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like this. <laughs> I'm like, man, when is he coming out, man? So, um, yeah, so he came out. It was a good show, man. So shout That's out to Dende, but I, I got to remember, man, next time I go to a concert, man, I got to get there like an hour and a half late. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll grill him on that if you get him on a podcast again, man. Why, yeah. why are you making old people stay up this late? I know, man. Mm-hmm. On a Sunday, on a, yeah, on a work night. <laughs> yep, yep. But um, I did not watch the BET Awards, but... Um, my one takeaway from the BET Awards, so they, I guess they uh, pay homage to Busta Rhymes, mm-hmm. so, which they should have, man. He a legend. But why the fuck do he always do that Chris Brown verse every time he perform, man? <laughs> like, did I, he, I, I didn't see him it. perform, but did he at least do the uh, Tribe Call Quest scenario verse? Um, I don't know. I don't because know. I just, that's the only one he's, because I feel like he's trying to act like, that Chris Brown verse is more important. Than I think the he scenario is. I think he Tribe is, Cop man. Quest. I think he is, man. And I just don't get it, man. That's probably like one of his worst verses, man. I just <laughs> that would be towards the bottom, man. If we being honest, like, fuck, people were impressed <laughs> just because he rapped really fast. But he he was that verse was fucking nonsense. The, Literally, the, man. The, he was like, bada boom, bada bing, got to do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. The, that verse, I'm the, sick the, of that verse. I'm the, sick of him the song, doing it. The song is, I don't even like the song, man. We Me being neither. honest. It, it, aged, it aged horribly. Yes. I don't like the beat. I don't like the hook. I don't like the Bust Arounds verse. Yeah, you yeah, you heard the hook. The, look at me now. Look at me now. I'm getting <laughs> paper. Look at me yeah. now. It's almost I'm, like a parody song of 2010's rap, man. <laughs> yeah, I, and honestly, if I felt like it was at the beginning because remember, Chris Brown wasn't rap; he wasn't a rapper. I yeah. think that was like one of his first songs where he was. That was like rapping. one of his comeback songs, man. Yeah, when he dropped the tape with Tiger and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah. But I don't know why do we always spit that? He can spit any verse from um, any one of his albums, man. His first three or four albums, he can spit a verse from that. But he always goes to that Chris Brown verse. It's fucking annoying. It's like people who think that Amelia is one of Lil Wayne's best songs. <laughs> or, or like yeah. his best song. I fucking hate Amelia, dog. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like that song. I didn't like it when it came out. I don't like it today. I, I, I just don't like that song, man. A millionaire. I'm a young what money millionaire. Tougher than Nigerian. The beat is fucking awful with that a milli, a milli, a milli, just repeating nonsense. I hate that song, A milli, a milli, yeah. 
I hate that I never, song. I never liked that song. like that's one of his best songs he ever made. Yeah. Uh, Troy said, Die Long for making the band. I spit hot fire. Uh, Troy also said, he asked us if we hit across the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man movie. He said, so good I had to watch the bootleg cam version just to rewatch. You could have just paid to see it again. <laughs> hey, he ain't trying to pay to see but it I again. Feel, nigga, I did the same thing yeah. when uh, Infinity War drops. <laughs> I watched it, dog, I watched it twice in theaters and I got the bootleg just to skip <laughs> to the end and watch that shit again, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that was probably the last movie I really felt like I had to watch multiple times before it was on streaming. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, I could wait till it's on streaming, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I heard it was pretty man. good, though. Everybody who's seen it that I know said it's really good, man. My nephew, I talked to my nephew who saw it. He said he loved it. I talked mm-hmm. to some older friends who said they really enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I believe everybody when they say it was really good. Yeah. I just don't feel like going I, to a movie. Yeah, movie. I ain't that deep in the in the uh, comic book bag, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm down yeah. with the Marvel, uh, the uh, the Marvel MCU or whatever, but mm-hmm. I ain't that deep in the Marvel bag yet, man. I, I might I might give it a shot, man. I would say watch the first one first, man. Watch the first Spider-Man. I don't know if it's streaming on anything. It's probably on Disney Plus or whatever these movies are on. But I would say watch the first one. If you like it, definitely watch the second one. But uh, because the first one was good. But if you don't like the first one, you probably ain't going to like the second one. So Okay. uh, Okay. I would say give it a shot. Yeah, I ain't too picky with the movies, man. But I'm going to check it out, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Troy says, all movies nowadays over 2.5 hours. I feel you. Rather be on a couch, pause, and pee when need be. Yeah, man. Like, movies are too long, dog. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Movie, Every yeah. movie is too long now. Yeah. Like, why is Transformers three hours long, dog? <laughs> what what, what yeah. kind of story you got to tell me about transforming robots? Yeah. That takes three hours to tell, man. Fast and Furious movies are like two and a half hours. Yeah, they drive cars fast and go get in the shit. Yes. Avatar is like three and a half. Yeah, man. It's insane. It's, I'm getting sick of it. Movies are way too long now, man. Like, get, <laughs> get me in and out or I can wait till streaming. But fucking, when you get older, you get a weak bladder, man. Especially when you got a big ass Sprite. <laughs> yeah. Right next to you, you got to run and pee. Yep, and I hate peeing and having to miss shit. Yeah, that's the that's the worst, man. I be I low key want to just go to the movies and not eat or drink anything. Yeah, if it's a movie I want to see, yeah, me too. And I still have to pee sometimes, and I hate that. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I've been on a water kick too. So, um, me drinking a lot of water now, I'm used to. I'm used to holding it. But still, man, when you got to go, you you can't just sit yeah. and, and hold it. And you have no idea what's coming next if you ain't seen yes, you don't know before, what you don't know what the good part to just go to the bathroom on. Or, yep. yeah. You can't just ask your girl what happened because, you know, she nah. might not know. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. actually watching it. I know. <laughs> so you just got to trust your intuition and look, okay, this this is some people just talking for no reason. Let me Let me run real quick. You yeah. come in and like it's a big ass action scene. Like fuck, <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. So yeah, for that reason, I'm over theaters, man. I don't feel a need to go to a theater anytime soon to watch a movie, especially to how quick movies come to streaming now. I yeah. can wait it out. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Me too. So um, other things that happened this week, uh, Jonathan Majors, man. So there's been some fake news on the internet. <laughs> Saying that he he's was, not uh, guilty. He's not guilty. Where are all those people at now? 
There's a lot of let me look up where this started from, man. Because I, I see a lot quiet of uh, now. <laughs> Everybody quiet now. I'm seeing I'm seeing the the news report other things. Apparently, his attorney wrote something that people took as proof that he was innocent. Mm. And people started circulating the rumor that he had been cleared of all charges and he was found innocent in court. And he has not even had his court date yet. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> somehow in the court session that never happened, he was found not guilty. But I have noticed that the mainstream media is uh, reporting more about other women coming forward, alleging him of abuse in, in history. Mm. And... If you look up his name, you don't see anything his lawyer said. You look up, you, you just you see, see the women. What the police NYPD has evidence to arrest woman who said Jonathan Majors. Oh, wait, wait a minute. What's this? Um, NYPD has evidence to arrest the woman who said Jonathan Majors hit her. So that's interesting. So apparently okay. they can arrest her. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the thing I kept seeing circulate. I kept seeing that. Um, I guess he beat the case and that he planned on suing the um the ex-girlfriend. And the NYPD the NYPD has something to do with it too or something. Okay. So the the NYPD has determined that a woman who accused the actor Jonathan Majors of assault attacked Mr. Majors herself and believed that there is enough evidence to support her arrest. According to three people with knowledge on the matter. So anonymous sources have reported that apparently the NYPD could arrest her for hitting him. Eh. Interesting. It, yeah. It, yeah, this could be... Uh, is this part of the lawyer thing, too? No, because apparently okay. this is from, coming is from sources in the NYPD. Okay. Apparently. So this is, I don't think it's related to anything the attorney said. Because this is the, this is the New York Times. They, yeah. they have a reputation. Yeah. Okay, they're not just... They're not the shade room. So, uh... Yeah, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, but I've also seen other people come forward, apparently, and uh, uh, accusing him of abuse. Now, look, this all might be true, but my question is, where was this when he was the king of the box office just yeah. a few months ago? And we done me too to everybody. So why were these women not coming forward before the shit hit the fan? I mean, yeah. there's there could be all kinds. Of, I don't want to put this on them if it actually happened like that. But that that's kind of my initial question, and I don't know what happened here. So I'm not gonna judge or lay lay blame on anybody. But it, I think it's interesting that when he was at the king of the when he was the king of the box office, none of this happened. But now at the first arrest, now they're finding all this corroborating evidence of him being abusive in his life. And it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Why not yeah. put that out there when he was topping the box office in Marvel movies and Creed 3? Yeah. It, th th see, that stuff is always interesting because, like, I don't ever want to discredit anybody for coming forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But my thing is, I feel like people should have the right to question, like, why now? Because right now, I feel like, I guess to me, like, is it better if you come come forward now or what? Because, you know, people always say stuff like, 
I, I ain't want to come forward at that time because he was just too powerful and nobody mm-hmm. would believe me. But is right now the right time to come forward? <laughs> like, is is this the better time to do it? Like, I just, I don't know. I just never, I never understood. Um, I don't know. I just never understood that mindset, man. Because I, it, like, look, I'm, I don't know what happened, but I felt like if something really happened, you would have went forward. You know what I mean? So I was, I was just kind of curious why, when all of this stuff is happening right now, then, like, are the lawyers or the people that's prosecuting him just looking for people <laughs> that that he Could had an be. issue with and just bringing them forward to make them look yeah. bad? I'm not, like, I, I really don't understand it. Yeah, it could be they're just interviewing people who worked with him. Yeah, and- let's let's dig up his last 12, 13, 14 relationships. Yeah. Let's talk to him, and I wonder if they just sitting there like, yeah, he did um, he did shove me one time, or he did do this or do that. And then do you mind coming forward to help the victim or, you know, I don't know, I watch too much Law & Order. Yeah, I know, but, right. <laughs> but I wonder if that's the case, or... Are these women um, actually going forward after seeing the news? Yeah. So the, the information came from a Rolling Stone article. Um, they said Majors was abusive with his partners, aggressive on sets, and a source of toxicity at Yale. Um, I don't know what toxicity at Yale means. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, that, see, so like, read it again. He he was. This is the headline. They said he was abusive towards his partners, aggressive on movie sets, and a source of toxicity at Yale, where he attended in college. Yeah. I mean, of all those, I think the source of toxicity is like, why would you even put that? (laughs) What the fuck does that mean, a source of toxicity? Yeah, and I ain't trying to nitpick or nothing, but abusive towards others, like abusive how? Like, is, like physically uh, abusive? Is it just verbally let's, let's abusive? Let's look this up. <laughs> okay, so apparently more than a dozen sources collectively claim to Rolling Stone that Majors allegedly abused two romantic partners, one physically, both of them emotionally. Majors allegedly strangled one woman he was dating and was mentally and emotionally abusive with her, nine of the sources claim. The second woman allegedly told friends that her relationship with Majors was, quote, emotional torture. And uh, they're withholding the names of the women. My experience in dealing with him and watching relationships with several women is really upsetting. And as an outside observer, it made me uncomfortable. Uh, Okay, the strangling thing, I understand that's true. but. I don't know what emotional torture means. Like, you could be emotionally abusive for sure. But in in something, in a criminal case, we're talking about domestic abuse allegations. I feel like this is is like... That ain't going to fly. Yeah, man. Like, that will fly. It's too much. It's too subjective what that could be. Yeah, that will... Yeah, that will fly in silver court. If they just trying to get money or something like yeah. that, and you could possibly settle for something and get something, but I like, how can you prove that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody can like if if I didn't like what my boss told me to do at work, I could say he's being emotionally abusive. Yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. does that mean it's true? 
Yeah. I don't know, man, but that's how I see it. So yeah. it's valid, or, right? Or, get, or him giving me shitty hours. Yeah. Emotion, yeah. Like, it's a lot of stuff. You It can be emotionally abusive. Yeah. Um, somebody else who uh, who said, everyone who has worked with Mr. Majors and knows he employs an immersive method acting style. And I guess people are saying he was rude on set. Apparently, uh, two production members on the film Magazine Dreams claimed the 30-year-old, 33-year-old actor allegedly pushed one person while on set and physically intimidated another while screaming at them. Okay, well, that sounds like Tom Cruise. and <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like, like a Nita Baker concert. You shouldn't put your hands on nobody. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this happens a lot in Hollywood, I was about to, Yeah, man. I was about to say, he's not the first actor to... I feel, I feel like there's more actors that do this that's yeah, probably on a way higher level than him, <laughs> and they get a pass for it. Troy said it sounds like Christian Bale on the Terminator said, yeah, that classic audio where he just goes off on somebody. That's one of the funniest <laughs> clips ever, man. There was some clip of uh, he was on Terminator Salvation, and something happened, and he just cussed this guy out and just went at him for like five minutes straight, man. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he apologized for it, of course, but it was just like, this is Terminator, man. It's not like you were making fucking an Oscar-winning movie here. I couldn't understand why he was so intense, but that's just how he is, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was hilarious, man. So, yeah, some of these claims, I don't know, man. Like, look, they, they could be true. I don't yeah. know Jonathan Majors. I didn't work with him. I can't say how he is or isn't. I didn't date him, of course, so I can't say how he is with partners. But... I don't know, man. It's, it seemed like they kind of grasping for straws a little bit, man. Yeah, a little bit, it's, man. It, and look, I, like I said, I, I guess the original relationship uh, or the thing that started all of this, I don't know what happened, man. But it seemed like now they just trying to get anything to throw his way to kind of... It, it seemed like a smear campaign. Yeah, a little bit, man. And like I said, I don't know anything. Some These allegations could be true. I don't know. But the fact that this coincides with the NYPD apparently finding out that she was the one assaulting him and now she could face criminal charges, it's kind of strange, man, because now it seems like they're trying to divert from this current case and be yeah. like, well, look what he did before. Yeah. And it's like, eh, yeah, this, they, is, this is hearsay here. Yeah, they're the, using all these big words, emotional yeah, abuse and... Emotional all, torture and yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, why, like, why is you, like, why is you using the word torture? <laughs> like, torture, that's, that's like a top-notch word to use. Like, <laughs> like people torture people in, in wars and... Saw you know, movies, Yeah. Right? Somebody to cut your leg off or something emotionally. Emotional torture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You would think you would just break up with somebody who's being emotionally torturing, who's yeah. emotionally torturing you. Yeah, because when you hear the word torture, you you oh oh my god, you kind of think of uh, that method man bring the pain. Yeah, torture, <laughs> intro, torture, torture, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the stuff they were saying that was definitely torture. <laughs> so, so your ass shut and just keep feeding you and feeding you, and feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's ain't like it's ain't like the original case is kind of might be falling apart a little bit. So. 
Could be, man. It could, could be. be. A little, could I'm be not a gonna bit. jump out the window either way. I'm gonna wait for more information. The trial will happen soon. Apparently, his his representation is confident that it will go his way. But they're yeah. supposed to think that. So yeah. we'll see how it goes, man. But yeah. I don't know. Then, I don't he know. Get, then he can skate off with his uh, wifey, Megan Good. Yeah, maybe a happy see, family. The redemption tour is gonna be incredible, man. He's gonna be in like all black movies for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be. You gonna play uh, Nelson Mandela. He's gonna play uh, uh, some fucking Marcus Garvey in a new Marcus Garvey movie. <laughs> <They're> gonna play, <laughs> he's gonna play a lot of uh, famous black people in in, uh, in icons in black history from now on. Yeah, I can't see. Once the coast is clear, you're gonna get right back to them snow bunnies. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be dating uh, some random chick. So we'll see. We'll see how long the contract is for Megan Good. I don't yeah. know. Uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. Have you been keeping up with this uh, Jim Jones, Pusha T beef? Apparently, Pusha T or Jim Jones put out a diss track. Yeah. I ain't hear the diss track, man. I just didn't feel like listening to it. So you got to <laughs> give me the lowdown on this shit, dog. Uh, how did this diss track sound? So I seen a lot of people. Uh, honestly, the timeline was kind of split. A lot of people saying nobody want to hear that. That was whack. And I seen a lot of people saying, hey, it was actually pretty good. So uh, originally when I, so uh, I think the clip came out after we finished recording last week, uh, the little snippet. And uh, originally I was just like, man, I don't want to hear this, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I just felt like it was a, a bit of a reach. But when I actually listened to it a couple times, I'm like, damn, this is, Honestly, this is actually a good diss song. It's not bad at all. And I think the issue we have with it, to be honest, is Jim Jones and Pusha T don't have, they never really had a beef. So this ain't like Drake and Pusha T that got a whole bunch of dirt on each other and, you know, exposing and all this other stuff. To me, this ain't like a classic 2000s beef. Where, you know, two rappers that don't have a history with each other, somebody say something on the song and then, or say something in the interview, and then you kind of just go in on them, just a generic diss song. Because remember back in the day, you you would hear the diss songs from like The Locks and uh, G-Unit or something like that. They they really ain't had no run-ins with each other like that. The beef started from 50 Cent pretty much saying, Jada, don't fuck with me if you want to eat. Because I do your ass like Jay did Mob Deep. I think that's where it kind of started. So if you listen to their diss songs, it was just regular, oh, you got shot. I mean, just clever bars, man, which was good. It was good during that time. I think right now we're just so used to the messiness, the drama. And there is no messiness and drama in this, man. So um, I think a lot of people was already put off from it from the beginning, including me. Because I was sitting there like, I don't want to hear that. Like, there's nothing juicy about this. But Jim Jones' song, is a, I think it's a legit diss song. It's a regular diss song. Nothing special about it. He ain't exposed nothing to push a T. I think he was just clever with the bars. You know, he, you know, he had some good metaphors connecting the clips. And all. just, you know, it was a good diss song. And I feel like he probably ain't getting the credit he he would have got back. I mean, if this was back in 20, uh, 2008. So I, I think it was cool. Um, 
people are already judging it like, oh, round one, Jim Jones won. And I'm just like, I don't even think it's that type of party, so wait, man. And not even that, like, round one, you have to get both people making a song about each other. Yes. But so, she just had a line in the song. Yes. I don't count that as a diss song. He had a couple bars for Jim Jones. Yes. But it wasn't like a diss song towards him. That, that's, so yeah. Jim Jones, the only one who submitted his round one song. <laughs> that that's the part, that's the part I don't understand. I think people just thirsty for something. Yeah. And I'm like, man, dog, like I feel like the, the Pusha T song was a dope song, but it just had some Jim Jones lines in it. And uh Jim Jones, he was super quick because I don't think the Pusha T song actually dropped. So he he actually used that same instrumental. Um, Pusha T used in his song mm-hmm. So it was the same as that beat And he rapped over it And I think Like I said If this was in 2000 Let's say 2004 2005 I think we'd be talking about the, This song like Damn He he got that beat real quick yeah. This is uh, This is kind of like um, Remember the Kanye song With Pusha T um, I forgot uh, What's the uh, The one with the piano That What's the song with the piano when he was playing the piano? Who? Uh, Kanye. And the always found and the always found song. Oh, Runaway. Runaway. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of the name of it. But um, this is, I think, this is like when um, I want to say Cam um, took that beat before the beat was even out. And remember, instrumentals was hard to come across. And I think Cam uh, took that beat real quick, and he. I forgot who he dissed in the song. I think he might have dissed Kanye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it was some dang dad shit. But um, yeah, man, to me, this Jim Jones diss song, that's what it reminded me of. So a lot of people saying, nah, he should have kept that and all this other stuff. To me, it was an old school diss song. And um, right now, like I said, we like a lot of drama. We We're pretty messy as a society. So... It didn't really move us like that. And I understand if you ain't really care to hear it. But uh, if you listen to it, it's, to me, it's not that bad. It, it's, a, it's a regular diss song, but these guys don't have dirt on each other or anything like that. They just is actually rap. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, like I feel like it would be a downgrade for Pusha T to make a whole song dissing Jim Jones. You know, because he, he just beefed with the biggest rapper alive. And he beat him. Yeah. So going from that to Jim Jones is like winning the NBA championship and then going to the G League. Yeah. Like it's not is it's a bad look to do that. So I I, I would be surprised if Push C even responds to this. I'm not surprised Jim Jones put out a response. I'm not surprised he, it was pretty decent because I mean he's a decent rapper, man. He's grown to a decent rapper now. But uh yeah. He, he should and I think Jim Jones did it right because he like Pusha T is, you know, he is on the high. You know what I mean? He got he got some clout right now as far as like his status, especially over Jim Jones. So, um I I'm surprised Pusha T even gave him this much energy in the song to be honest. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be like this. I thought it was going to be maybe a uh maybe one bar and uh uh a, a, a side B type of song or something on the album. So uh, I'm surprised he gave him this much love. But Jim Jones did it right, man. He did he did the same shit with Jay-Z when Jay-Z hopped on ball and dissing him. 
And right after that, he 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 made a beef mix, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. So um, that's the type of stuff Jim Jones doing, man. He ain't. I mean, he ain't got nothing else to do right now. He he ain't doing nothing but just making music. So nah, he did it right, man. But I don't I don't expect Pusha T to uh, to do anything anytime soon, man. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen, man. Um, Troy asked on Facebook, asked, do y'all got a favorite diss track of all time? Means a bunch of Eminem diss songs. He says, Eminem on Benzino, Eminem versus Mariah Carey. Shoot, I guess any Eminem diss. Um, I mean, as far as Eminem disses, I liked his diss versus uh, Everlast a lot, man. I thought that was a cool little beef back in the day. And his cannabis thing was okay as well. Um, his Mariah Carey diss was kind of weak, man. I, I can't support that. <laughs> he was talking about premature ejaculating on her and shit, and it was fucking weird. But, uh, yeah, he shit, had some her, disses, her diss on him was better than me. Honestly, yes. She cooked <laughs> Why him, man. You Let's so be real. Obsessed with me? She had the little identical Eminem in the video. <laughs> she had Gucci Mane dissing him, and he ain't have a word to say about Gucci Mane. You sliding so. around playing Eminem in your car, you and your old lady? <laughs> It all makes sense now. <laughs> he know he a bird. I know he a nerd. She, he went in on him, man. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, but as far as Eminem, this is, I would say, the, the Everlast one was good. But um, as far as my favorite diss tracks of all time, look, man, I really like real motherfucking G's. Okay? That song is I, hard, I, man. Honestly, like, I know the consensus was, like, Dre and Snoop won, but look, I'm sorry, that's... That song is too iconic. Yeah. The beat was incredible. The lyrics are funny. And <laughs> motherfuck Dre, motherfuck Snoop, motherfuck Death Row. Now, now here comes, here comes my left blow. blow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beat is super hard, man. Like, I, 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 I got to go real motherfucking G's for my favorite diss track of all time. What about you, Figgy? Yeah, I like that. Um, What else I like, man? I like... <laughs> I like the I like the Cameron Jay Z one. <laughs> you gotta love it. You love it. Yeah, this paper. yeah I, I like that one. That was one of my favorite ones. I was a dipset head, so I like that one. Um, what else I like? Um, I like Takeover. <laughs> like yeah, I think Takeover is just a legit good song. Mm -hmm. It's so many. Um, it's so many diss songs. Like especially under the radar ones. Yeah, I like the. Um, what else ones I like? Uh, Jay Scheming by Drake was pretty good. The Common Diss. I, I don't know if that whole song's a diss song, but you know, it was pretty decent for a newer diss, I guess. Yeah, I like the... Um, what else I like? Uh, I like the Locks one. I think... I want to say it was... I don't want to say it's Locks. I think it was just Jada and uh, Styles P. Um, mm -hmm. They diss... I want to say G Unit. 50 Cent or G Unit. But uh, it was called Shots Fired. I like that one. Um, it's a bunch of those I like, man. <laughs> yep. Um, I was just thinking about the uh, the Cameron Jay Z. You gotta love it. Where he Jay Z got older every bar. Yeah. Cut the thirty six years old. You forty eight years old. You fifty two years old. Every, every <laughs> yeah. bar Jay Z got ten years yeah. older in that song. They cut man. the beat off. <laughs> I had to cut the beat off for of this. How is the king of New York you, wearing Sean Clettas? Yeah. <laughs> you 36 years old. You was born in 1968. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? 
How you yeah, how you the plan. king of New York and you 42 years old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was classic, man. Uh, but yeah, for me, I would definitely say Real Motherfucking G is my favorite diss song of all time, man. That shit's just... Yeah, I'm going to have to play that clean. on the way home, man. <laughs> God, you'll be head nodding the whole way home, man. That beat, the bass is just hard. You know what's man. so funny? Because I always heard that song as a kid. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to the lyrics that much. But you you would listen to, you know, the beat. I would always get attracted to the beat. And so I used to always love that song. But it wasn't until I got a little older where I realized what was going on in that song. Mm-hmm. But that song is hard, man. Same thing with Takeover. I always liked Takeover, the song. I thought the beat was always fire. But I didn't realize he was going at Nas, Mob Deep, and all type of other people. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he, uh, he, 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 he took shots at the everybody in the city, it seemed like, man. But uh, I, I like Takeover, too, man. I like that song. I know it's controversial to say I like it more than Ether. I will say Ether is a better diss song. But Takeover is just a better song. It's a better to. song overall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would because rather listen could, to Takeoff any yeah, day than listen I to Ether. I hate I, that Ether beat. Yeah, I could sit here. I could just play Takeover and then be like, okay. Like, nobody would think anything. Mm-hmm. Ain't, like, I ain't trying to sound like Gucci, man. But ain't nobody sliding around listening to <laughs> Ether. Nah. <laughs> like, that last... fucking Ron Browse beat is terrible, yeah, man. Yeah, if he yes. chose a better beat, it might be the best diss song ever. Imagine if but, he did that over. Uh, imagine if he did Ether over a Primo beat. Yeah, it would have been ridiculous, man. Yeah, it would have been ridiculous. But yeah, he that Ron Browse beat, and that that's another issue that made him famous, and he started making awful music himself. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a a lot of a lot of bullshit happened when Nas <laughs> dropped Ether, man. So that's yeah. why I'm not a Nas fan like that. I do like his music though. Yeah. Um, Miguel, uh, oh, David says Eminem dissed Will Smith. He dissed a lot of people, man. Yeah. Okay, he dissed everybody. Shout out to Spano. That's my man. Yeah. <laughs> my man from Cleveland, Spano. What's up, man? Will Smith don't got a cuss in his raps to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. <laughs> that was funny. I remember when that happened too. Will Smith won an MTV Music Award, and he said, "Look, I did this, and I didn't have to cuss in my records. <laughs> I did all this without cussing." making clean music and uh Eminem took offense to that because yeah. his uh his music was not <laughs> but you know, have you noticed the revisionist history on Will Smith's music I saw a viral tweet talk about how we're not going to ignore like Will Smith didn't have a legendary music career <laughs> and now look I would say he's a legend in terms of he broke barriers in hip hop in early hip hop he was one of the most famous early rappers of his time but, dog, am I remembering things wrong when I say most niggas didn't fuck with his music at all? Yeah. Especially I, I, in, like, the 2000s? Yeah, I think it was just, like, his music was just everywhere. Now, I mean, you couldn't escape it. But I don't think anybody was out there, it, like, was pumping Will Smith. Was anybody bumping, getting jiggy with it? Nah, it was just on the radio. It was just all over the place, man. Yeah. So, I, don't, I like, we wouldn't, like, put that get jiggy with it on. <laughs> it would just come on and it was kind of fly, but yeah. we wasn't like trying to get to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, yeah, I like it's weird because Will Smith got like two different rap careers. He got the early mm-hmm. 80s one where I feel like that he do deserve. I mean, if we're gonna give Grandmaster Flash and people like that some credit, 
I feel like he deserves some credit too because he he was early on, you know, with the Grammys and all that stuff during that time. Uh, I think he was actually one of the rappers that boycotted the Grammys at one point, yeah, I want to yeah. say. Yeah, he won the first one and he boycotted it. Because yeah, because they didn't televised. even televise it. Yep. Yeah. So I do think he deserved a little respect from that point. But uh, that wasn't the diamond. That wasn't Will Smith's solo career. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So uh, I think we had this. This was like like our early <laughs> arguments yeah, on our this podcast. Yeah, earlier podcast, man. I because, remember this. Yeah, because I do I do feel like uh, he deserved a little credit for what he did because wasn't nobody really doing that. But I'd be lying to you if I sat there and said, "Hey, we used to all listen to it." And I was <laughs> you were bumping Willennium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come but on, man. yeah, but I think like I said, man, I think. If it wasn't for that, man, I think I I would say he probably birthed the flow riders and people like that that do yep. do music similar to that without cussing. I know flow rider a little more poppy poppy, but um that type of music I I did think he I, I do feel like he created a, a a little lane for that. Yeah, no, nah, he did. He did. He and like he sold a lot of records, man. But I, I just feel like people acting like his career, his later career was legendary, and and we disregard him. He deserves credit for sure, but just I remember us thinking he was super corny oh, in the nineties, yeah. man. Music wise, <laughs> Troy said just the two of us. He had a song he did with uh, Jaden Smith. That <laughs> was his whole. Jayden that Smith. was his whole damn family. I think. Yeah. I think uh, he had was, his whole. Was Willow even born at that point? I think. I know. I think it uh, was. A, I think Jada was in the video, wasn't she? It was like all holding each Jayden, other or something. No, like that. I said Jaden, Jaden, his son. No, I thought Jada Pickett was in the video too. Jada right? was too. Yeah. Okay. Jayden yeah. Was too, it was like I don't his think whole... Willow was born. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I don't know. If she was born there so, that time. Yeah. David says "Summertime" is an iconic song. It definitely is, man. "Summertime" yeah. is one of the best hip hop songs ever made. Yeah. He said, apart from slapping Chris Rock, he's so talented. <laughs> yeah, but that was funny though. I'm glad he did it. Yeah. Just for the comedy that came Keep from my alone. wife's name <laughs> out your fucking mouth. Miguel said, "Here come the Men in Black." Yeah, that that song, that yeah. that, that, that movie was something else too, man. That um, movie, was, oh yeah, that, that movie was on not that long. I think it was on today. I, I was in the gym and yep. it was on one of them channels. Yeah, and I was just looking like, what the, f- what is this? <laughs> I never <laughs> look, man. I never did like the Men in Black. I was never into that movie like that. I liked it. I liked it, but I did. I, I'm. I'm gonna be real, man. Like the Will Smith movies where he acts like I'm blackity black. I'm. I'm hippity hop. I'm rapidly rap. I hate those fucking movies, man. He did that in. Uh, what else he do that in? He did it in Wild Wild West. Like he did it in. He didn't end up. He ruined Independence Day, kind of. Really? Man. He like his character was so fucking stupid in that movie, man. I thought he, I thought Earth. he was cool. That was probably his best movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. That was like Fresh Prince, uh, Will Smith too. It was. It wasn't man. even it like was like it wasn't like whiteified Will Smith. This was like fresh. I think he was still doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air during that time too. Yeah. He might have had the same damn clothes from Fresh Prince in that damn movie. 
<laughs> nah, that was during Fresh Prince, I think. I don't yeah. think the show had even ended when he did that movie. But uh, yeah, that that uh, doc, I don't, I, I that just annoys me. He was like, "Oh no!" He was fucking in a fighter jet fighting aliens. He was like, "I know you didn't just shoot that green shit at me." It's like, <laughs> cringeworthy lines, man. I, I remember watching that shit just being, I was a little kid too, but I was just embarrassed when I was seeing shit like that, man. Damn. Like, why you gotta be like that, dog? Man, I rock with if that it, movie, man. I, was I feel cool. like that's some BET type shit. You see in the BET original movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, yeah. Miguel said, "Oh, Bad Boys is a classic, man. Bad yeah. Boys and Bad Boys Two are classics. I'll say that much. Those are classic movies and films. Hitch, no, man. I, I don't even remember. Hitch. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't. Now, that was, I ain't gonna see. That was Hitch. when he started falling off. I feel. Yeah, trying to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Miguel was calling us out. Said, y'all still saying the Astros ain't in the division or ain't winning the division? Uh, it, it must they be beat the they beat the Texas Rangers five to three. I saw." Uh, Altuve at his first at bat hit a home run, man. Oh, nice. Okay, so that was yeah. dope to see. Yeah, I think Miguel was listening to In the Loop. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah see, in the here loop. we go again. There I know, go again. man. All the smoke. Getting blamed <laughs> for Landry's hot takes. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. So um, I kind of feel like I kind of feel the same way too, man. I I got some. I think if the Astros make the playoffs, I think they could kick it up a notch, but. I don't know if they're going to win the division, man. I think they got a chance in the wild card, but I don't know if they're going to win the division. So Yeah, look, they, they got 45 wins. Rangers got 49 wins. So <laughs> it's possible, yeah. but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, David said, I don't watch Hitch for Hitch. I watch it for Eva Mendez. Yeah, I miss Eva Mendez, man. She fucking married Ryan Gosling and just disappeared. Yeah, like she quit acting. I hate, basically. I hate stuff like that, man. Yeah, when they marry uh, another celebrity and they just go in the, they just disappear. Yeah, that's what happened with uh Catherine Zeta Jones too, who married Michael Douglas, who was like what twenty years older than her or some shit, <laughs> and then she just like stopped acting too. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that that is kind of annoying when when that shit happens. But oh well, um. Did anything else happen today or this week? Um, we covered yeah. all that shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Anything going on? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen this circulating, um, but um, Billboard released their top 50 greatest Oh, yeah, I rapper, did see that. Rap, rap see groups. That. I ain't going to go through the 50. I'm going to just do the 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so the top 20, uh, come, I'm going to go from 20 to 1. Yeah. So um, number 20... Um, H Town Zone, Texas Zone, UGK. Yeah. Thoughts? Is that about right? Too high? A lot of, uh, of course, a lot of people a little biased, so they were saying it was, it was too low. They should be a little so higher. They are, they are twenty. Number twenty. I'm looking, I'm looking at who's above them, and I would think there are several that they could have replaced. Mm. I'll say that much. Okay. But I'm not mad at them being in the top twenty. Look. I've looked at the list, and I don't think it's a bad list. You can argue yeah. with some placements, um, but I don't think it's a bad list overall. And it's a lot of these, a lot of these lists be trolling. I feel by putting some weird shit in the top five. I yeah. didn't think this list was that bad. But as far as UGK being twenty, I, I don't have a real problem with it. Out of fifty rap groups, if they're top twenty, 
Yeah. I mean, they are I, underground I kings. <laughs> they are underground exactly. kings. So a lot of people really wasn't hip to them like that. I feel no, like. they, they, here's what's controversial. They put them above Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs was 21. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. That's, yeah, that, that is. That's a little strange that they're not in the top 20. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I ain't seen nobody really talk about that. <laughs> nah, nah. And, and when you get to this list, you'll definitely see there's some spots that could have been taken by UGK or Bone Thugs. Mm, yeah, no, I, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, 19 G-Unit, um, 18 3-6 Mafia, 17 Cypress Hill, 16 Beastie Boys, 15, Naughty by Nature, 14, Fuji's, 13, Mob Deep, 12, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, 11, mm -hmm. Migos. A lot of people was bringing this up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Migos at 11. Um, 10, The Roots, 9, De La Soul, 8, Salt and Pepper, 7, Airbnb and Rakim, 6, Public Enemy, 5, Run DMC, 4, Tribe Call Quest, 3, uh, NWA, 2, Wu-Tang, and one outcast. A lot of people was kind of scratching their head with outcast, too. <laughs> Why? What's I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think they have a claim to being the best group of all time, man. Yeah, like I like I don't understand that. Um, I ain't really get the, I guess the argument. I guess I don't know, <laughs> but I, I feel a like lot they have at least like four classic albums, which is more than most groups. And they and they what diamond on some shit. <laughs> yeah. So like I, I mean I guess. It seemed like the I seen it seemed like a lot of these lists be a little East Coast biased too. Yeah, because they always want to put Tricard Quest up there uh, as number the best group. They always want to put Wu, Wu Tang up there as the best group. And I mean, I don't know. Like, is I know Wu Tang had an impact and they came out at the right time, but like side by side, is it better than Outkast? Like, I, I I don't know, man. <laughs> Here's my issues with placements. Um, G-Unit at 19 is a stretch, man. You think they should be lower? Lower, if even at all on the list. Was G-Unit really a rap group? I feel like they were just separate niggas who rapped. But they had... I never... I, yeah. They had a, one album. They had one they album. I think they, they had, had one, one album, man. Are yeah. we counting that as a rap group? That's a good point. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. They had solo careers, and they had one. That's like putting D12 up there. Yeah, like the, I, I don't count G Unit as a real rap group, man. So I wouldn't. I don't even know if they should be on here, but I would definitely wouldn't put them in the top twenty. Um, other ones I had an issue with. Eh, Naughty by nature, I'm cool with that. Beagles, yeah. Um. I had a problem. Okay, Migos. Let's talk about Migos, man. Yeah. Does Migos... Do you think Migos was too high or too low at number 11? I... I, I want to say they... I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place with this. Because originally, I kind of had a problem with it because... I don't think they're a better group than like a um I don't know. I, I felt I I wouldn't put to me per I guess I'm being a little biased too. I like Mob Deep better. 
I don't know. I just felt like as a group, they were they were better than Migos as a group. But I know we in different times, and if you put them side by side with the numbers and all that stuff, uh, Migos probably blow them out the water. But um, but then on the other side, I'm like, maybe this is about right. <laughs> maybe their impact from the two uh, from the 2010s, maybe maybe number 11 is a little fair. So I. I guess I don't have a problem with it, man. But the only thing to get me is, and I know they had that argument, uh, who's the better group between Migos and Bone Thugs and Harmony. I just feel like Bone Thugs and Harmony, they're, they're um, I guess I would say their run, I feel like their run was better than Migos' run. If you put their run side by side, yeah. I feel like Bone had the bigger run. They had the bigger run. They got the Grammys. Uh, they got the classic songs with the with the legendary artists, uh, legendary rappers that we always argue about who's who's the top of all time, best of all time. So I just I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to put Migos over Bone, and it's it's crazy that Bone is twenty one <laughs> on this list. So I I just I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, Bone Bone was too low for me, man. I mean, they won Grammys. They fucking sold a lot of records. Um, I mean, you could argue their run was pretty short, but I feel like they have two classic albums, man. And I don't know. I, th- I think that was a, a little shortchanging them at, at yeah. 21. Yeah, and I think, you know, even with their run, I think their... I think their impact was big, man. And you yeah. can say you can say the same thing about the Migos because everybody yeah. start rapping like the Migos. But like, I just, I just don't, I don't know. I just can't look at the Migos' body of work and say, yeah, they deserve to be ten spots higher <laughs> than than Bone. I just don't, I just don't see that, man. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. When you look at the other groups, they have more classic songs than the Migos does. You know, yeah. like think about what Migos songs we really gonna bump heavy like ten years from now. That and Bougie gonna get played no matter where. Yeah, that's What's their there, that's man. their song. That's their that's one their song. hit. Yeah. Anything else? Like I I I'll consider myself a Migos fan. I have a lot of Migos songs in my playlist, man. But would I say they have a classic album? Nah, I can't really yeah. think of any Migos album. I just run through the entire album. And they have good mixtapes, but as far as like albums and a whole body of work, I can't say I put on like culture and just play the whole thing all the way through, man. Yeah. I'll you can choose my best favorite song from the Migos and put it in its own playlist, but I don't think I have a favorite Migos album, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, they all kind of the same to me, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, uh, I agree. And I, I felt like, I don't know, and just even the impact. Like, you could say Migos had an impact in the in the 2010s, but I don't know. I just don't think it's a bigger impact than what Bone had when they um, linked up with Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, I, just, I feel like they were everywhere, man. I feel, I feel like yeah. even when the Migos was big, you, I felt like they were never unavoidable. Yeah, man, I feel like Bone Thugs was kind of unavoidable at one point, man. Yeah, man, and like they had Biggie Smalls rapping like them, mm-hmm. like the great, the uh, the best rapper at that time, you know, arguably with you know Tupac, 
rapping fast, rapping like bone. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, I just you, I, I just felt like they overlooked that. Of course, they was with Easy. They had the, for the love of money. I felt like that's a classic song. That's a song that I never get old, in my opinion. Yeah. And then you know we always talk about the Tupac. I caught a plane out to Cleveland late last evening. Yeah. We talk about that. That's a whole nother type of song too, man. So I felt like they made a a huge impact, man. So I just I don't know. I just and I like Migos, man. I feel like Migos should be probably. I would probably say maybe top twenty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, I, I, maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but I feel like their impact in today's music was, you know, because of Migos. Yeah. And some people might say, oh, yeah, they got that for Three Cents Mafia. I seen a whole bunch of that. Uh, the fast rapping, that was Three Cents Mafia or, you know. Yeah, the, Mig- the Migos flow is not the Migos flow, man. Yeah. Like, j- they brought it back, yeah, but they didn't create that flow. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard for people to say who created what in 2023 yeah. or whatever the year is. But, you know, they did start that flow in in the 2010s. Know what I mean, so uh, yeah, so I I mean I wouldn't mind keeping them in the um, in the top twenty. I don't know who I would kick off, but I I wouldn't mind keeping them in the top twenty. But I think eleven is. I would put three six mafia higher than Migos, man. I'm sorry, me personally, I, like I would, would. Yeah, I feel like they should be higher than Migos. But yeah. how you feel I, about Cypress Hill? Uh, that's one of those things where it's like. I wouldn't call myself a fan of Cypress Hill, but I know they have a lot of fans and I know they've done big things. So I can't argue it. I can't argue either way, man. I'll say that much. I'm not, I I bumped a few Cypress Hill albums, but do they have like a classic? I don't know. I'm not a big Cypress Hill fan, but I know they're huge. They have a huge Mexican American following and I respect that. Um, shit, they fucking beef with Ice Cube at his prime, man. Yeah, kind of took him on, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue against Cypress Hill being that high, man. I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah, like, that's I, one of those things where it's like, 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 let's be honest, man. Uh, Grandmaster Gra- Flash yes. and the Furious Five. That, that was about to be my next one. <laughs> that's one of those things where you just got to accept because it's just you got to pay homage to the old. Yeah, days. they they <laughs> they was the, they was one of a few that started this. So yeah, like they like I feel like they grandfathered in <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it ain't like we gonna be at a club playing playing the message all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't push me, cause I'm close to the. Edge. Um, <laughs> uh, David said, Where's Digital Underground? Yeah, I don't think they made the cut, man. But RIP to Shock G, though. Yeah. They didn't make the cut. Um, Miguel says, There's, They're so high because Takeoff died. It's recency bias. I kind of feel like they would have put Migos up there, even if Takeoff hadn't died, man. I feel like, uh, look, let's be honest. Like, we're a little older, so I don't think we're going to hold the Migos in that kind of relevancy. But I feel like if you're in your 20s and you grew up on Migos music, you're definitely going to think they should have been even higher than this. You know? So, and I see Remember, we was arguing. Yeah, we was arguing. I mean, we was arguing with people felt like that was they were the best group of all time. Yeah. And, you know, like, they kind of sold me a little bit at one point. But then I snapped back to reality. Like, nah, man, this is way too many groups. I think that's better than Migos. 
Yeah, I agree. But I, I do enjoy Migos, so I can't, like, even though I, I wouldn't put him that high, I can't argue against them being high. Yeah. I'll say that much. With I, too yeah. much. Besides yeah. me just not thinking they shouldn't be that high. Yeah, I yeah, I ain't got the value. That's why I was going back and forth. I'm like 11. I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. But I'm not mad at it. I'm not, I'm not hitting the desk with my fist. Exactly. <laughs> mad at that's it. That's like the per that's a perfect rating, honestly, because it's either you're too high or too low for people. Yeah. So no, I don't think anybody's gonna be like, that's just right. But I don't know, man. Yeah, That's what happens when you narrow? I guess it depends. What I uh, depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I could be listening to, I could listen to this shit leaving here and be like, "Damn, they did have some stuff," or I forgot about this. Like maybe they are ranked right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but when you see stuff to me like, like I feel like Beastie Boys is kind of, I don't want to say up there with Grandmaster Flash because I did, I do feel like they have a little impact, but. I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about Beastie Boys, man. I don't know. I think they had a couple joints, but like, look, I don't know. a lot. This '80s shit, we just gotta accept the old heads on it, man. Like Beastie Boys, I, there was a point where I was like, "There's no way people can be fucking with the Beastie Boys like that and think they're legends." <laughs> but after going back and listening to their catalog, man, I I can't argue with dog. They 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 should be up there. They should be up there, man. And I, I'm not I'm not upset with it. So I can't really argue against it. But I understand a lot of niggas didn't fuck with Beastie Boys. And <laughs> so yeah. I understand why you question why they were up there. But yeah, I mean, it's just they respected the art form. They kept it hip hop, man. They they crossed genres first. They were doing rock music and rap music before it was a big thing. So yeah, man, I, I would say they deserve to be up there. Yeah, I, I think they, they disagree. Yeah, I about to say they in the ain't they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too? Yeah, I, I think believe they might so. be. So, uh, Miguel says uh, that was Cleveland bias, Figgy, by thinking um, <laughs> Bone Thug should be that high. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I guess so. Uh, uh, Spano said uh, I seen this too. Uh, I think he said it earlier, but Bone getting the uh, East ninety nine <laughs> off of Saint Clair. They getting that street name after them. Oh, nice. So Bone Thugs and Harmony way, I want to say. Okay, okay. Um, HRW says, where was Fushnickens at? Yeah, they didn't make it. Uh, them <laughs> them and Shaq didn't make the uh, the the list. What about uh, Criss Cross? Why wasn't Criss Cross on there? They had a I hit. <laughs> what about uh, Illegal and all those yeah, other who, kids? Who else was on this list? Like, uh, go, go through the list because I ain't got the other uh, part. Um, I wonder, I'm curious to know where like Dipset is. Let's let's go to the top. <laughs> okay, now I have some issues with it already. <laughs> MOP is 50. Okay, Black Star 49. City Girls 48. Uh, Wait. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. City Girls ahead of fucking. <laughs> they a top 50 group Black of Star? all time. Come on. They man. have top 50 group of all time, man. What? The City Girls. <laughs> and you put them ahead of Black Star, nigga. Like, uh, okay. See, I was okay with the top 20. Yeah, we probably shouldn't even want to. But now I got issues yet. with this list, man. Why is the City Girls ahead of a fucking Black Star, dog? 
Um, David says the Beastie Boys were incredibly talented. They were all about respect. They were in a Hall of Fame as I sit here wearing a Beastie Boys t-shirt. Yeah, Beastie Boys, I give them their respect, man. I bump, I can't lie and act like I don't have Beastie Boys songs in the playlist. Intergalactic is a fucking classic song, man. That's a song you just get funky to no matter what time it is. Um, so yeah, I respect the Beastie Boys now, man. There was a point where I was like, I thought they were just overrated white hype type rappers, but nah, they were talented and they deserve it. They deserve the recognition, man. Um, Miguel said the Fifth Ward boys didn't make it. They should, (laughs) man, they probably should have over City Girls, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) Where was uh, those where where was Mo Thug? <laughs> How come the Mo Thug family didn't make it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're hating on Cleveland, man. Ray Shrimmer at 47. Oh okay. Yin Yang Twins at 46. <laughs> Pete that- Rock and CL Smooth at 45. <laughs> Chris- oh, Criss Cross made it. Criss okay. Cross is at 44. Top 50. Top, top 50. Okay. Criss Cross made it top 50. Kid and Play, 43. <laughs> Heavy D and the Boys, 42. Little Brother 41, okay, should be higher, but I right. Onyx 40 should be higher. Slum Village 39 should be higher. Big Timers 38. A Ball MJG 37. Hieroglyphics 36. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, that, that's just somebody trying to uh yeah. sound sound smart, <laughs> I feel. The yeah. far side 35. Brand Nubian 34. I think that's too high for them. Um, Goody Mob 33. That's probably, yeah, I'm about to say Goody Mob probably could be a little lower to be or uh up up a little bit. Yeah, I would say so too. Because as far as groups, and see, and, and that's the other see, thing. They, they gave Outcast number one, so they couldn't put Goody Mob too yeah, high. And see, and see, that's the thing too, because like like you said earlier, G Unit, I don't look at that as a group. Yeah. Like that. Goody Mob would be more of a group to me. Mm-hmm. So that would make more sense than like a G unit. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at this, I, I really don't think G units should be on this list, man. Because I don't think yeah. they're a group in the way these groups are groups. Yeah. Because it's, which like, and I love Dipset. Do you feel like Dipset is a group? Because they had, they had nah. a couple albums. I don't really look at them as like a group. Because to nah. me, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like they was a crew. They were solo rappers who got together and did collab albums. Yeah, man. yeah. I don't feel like they were a group. That's why they lost the battle with the Locks. I mean, the Locks were a group. That's a that's a group. And Dipset was just a solo rappers who rapped on stage together. Yeah. Um. So more on this list. Uh, who else? Two Live Crew thirty two. Boogie Down Production 31. I'll go we real hip hop over here. <laughs> Clips 30. Gangstar 29. Oh, Jim Ghetto Jones is to be pissed at that one. <laughs> huh? I said Jim Jones going to be pissed at that one. <laughs> Clips <laughs> number 30. <laughs> yeah, G- Gangstar at 39 or 29. Ghetto Boys at 28. More eighth town representation. Ghetto Boys was at 28. Mm, that's a little I feel like they should be a little. I See, guess, here's I don't know. Here's a, wait a minute. Why are okay? Because I'm looking at this and I, they have Will Smith and DJ uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff in the Fresh Prince at 27. 
Was that a group? Is it, a DJ and a rapper is not a group, dog. And, so and BDP, should it, BDP be on here? Should Pete Rock and CL Smooth be I, on here? Should Gangstar be on here? I was going, honestly, I was going to do you a better one. Uh, and I, I guess it's considered a group, but Eric B and Rakim is, I mean, yeah, is that a group? Man. I, I know I that was like. a duo. I ain't really look at that as a group, though, man. Like, I feel like back in that day, the DJ was more popular, so every album was named like a DJ and a rapper. Yeah, the DJ was actually just the DJ. Yeah. And the MC was the rapper. So if if LL Cool J had an album called fucking Cut Creator and LL Cool J, would he be in his list too? Under great, yeah. like I and, don't know and, if a producer or DJ. Okay, I will and, accept and, producer. Fair enough, I'll accept but, producer. But DJ and a rapper but, being in a, a being a group. But see, this is the other thing too, man. Because like, I feel like Airbnb Rock Kim. I feel like that's not even a group name. If they were called the, uh, let's say they was called the uh, the New York Boys or something like that. Yeah, like Boogie Down Productions is a group name. Yes, but. Yeah, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. That's just two. It's two dudes together. <laughs> two yeah. niggas in the Ryan, Ryan Rocket and Figgy Fig, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> now, if if I go on to do something else, I'm Figgy. I'm I'm, I'm just Figgy. I'm Figgy mm-hmm. Fig. So like, is that is that the group? I'm, I don't know. I'm, I guess we thinking too much into it. At we this might, point. Yo, we might be we might be going too deep into it. But, Maybe anything where it's just two people on an album cover. Yeah, but that's <laughs> two or more people on the album cover as a group. But see, I look at Mob Deep as a group. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the name of the group. Their name, I mean, their separate name. That's not their name at all. Like it's mm-hmm. Prodigy and Have It. But the the name of the group is Mob Deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they they first rolled like out EPMD was a group. is at twenty six here, and that's a that's group. A that's group. EPMD, man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I I don't know. I think the the, the I'm, we might be nitpicking, but the G unit thing, yeah. the G unit thing is to me, that's that's not a group. Like Jay Z and Kanye, that's a group, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> should should Jay Z and Kanye be on this list? Yeah, um, they should be on. I, I feel like they should be right there with G unit at that point. Yeah, G, they both <laughs> made one album, <laughs> so why not? Uh, Twenty five hot boys. 24 diplomats. Ooh. Do you think that's too high or too low? Or should they even be on? Like you said, it should, should they even be a group? Uh, I, f- I mean, I feel like they might. I mean, they got more group albums than G Unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would pick them to be a group more than G Unit. But I would, I think they probably, maybe, I, Look, man, ghetto boys. Like, are we I gonna think, sit here and act like diplomats are better than the ghetto boys? That's man. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, they not. That's, that's yeah. too high, dog. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they not better than the ghetto boys. Like some of them, some of the names you read before diplomats, clips. We putting di- diplomats ahead of clips. That's, and, and clips is a group. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's put, a group. I don't know about some of this, man. We. I don't know. I don't know about diplomats. I think that's too high for them if they even should be on this list. Yeah. Um, Sugar Hill Gang at 23. Yeah, real hip hop. 
the locks is at 22, and the only reason they're above Dipset is because of the verses, man. Yeah, they would not be that high. They would be like number 48. Yeah. Right above no, City Girls or below City Girls, maybe. I agree. I can't believe they made that. <laughs> I can't believe they made the top 50, man. Uh, Miguel says, good point. Drake and 21 didn't make it. I mean, it's a bunch of people, it, man. Nas and Damian Marley. <laughs> that was a good group. <laughs> that was a good Oscar, group. Jay Z and R. Shit. Kelly. Puff Daddy and the family. Look, man. <laughs> I'm about to say Jay Z and R. Kelly. <laughs> I'm thinking of all these collab albums now. Tell you, man. Yeah, any 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 rapper who collab with another rapper should be a group. Okay, so these the, these parameters are, are fucking my head up, man. But uh, okay, the locks. Well, oh, we we went over the locks in uh, Bone Thugs at twenty one. So yeah, yeah. HR um, HR said Heavy D was the only rapper. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no Fat Boys too. What happened to the Fat Boys, yeah. man? The Fat Boys didn't make it. But yeah. the city girls did. Yeah. Miguel says SUC considered a group. No, they're not. I would say, yeah, I would say more uh kind of like uh, like did the SUC ever have a like an album? Like just an album, or it's just like an album full of random rappers? It was they had screw tapes, but okay. screw tapes was just and I don't even know if we do we even know if I don't think there's an official list of members of the SUC. Yeah, like, I was gonna say people we know. Yeah, I was gonna like, say it was more. I, I was gonna put them in the category of like a, a terror squad or Dipset or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just a whole bunch of people and you don't know who is who, and because it it it, it, it eventually got like that with Dipset. Yeah, where it was just like you got some people. You got, I mean, you got Forty Cal, you got JR, you got all these people. Where I'm just like, damn. Remember they had dips, uh, Dipset London or something. They just had, <laughs> they just had all type of. They had uh, uh, Dipset Hong Kong. Yeah, they had, <laughs> yeah. They just had some random people, man. Where I'm just like, I don't know who these dudes are, but um, they funny. used to, they used to find these rappers, man. They, somebody named A Mafia. Where I'm just like, is he part of Dipset too? It's just, man. They, man, they was recruiting people, man. So I would look That's at it like funny. I would look at SUC kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. No, they were more a collective than a group. So I wouldn't put them as a group. But yeah, be, if they were on the list, this, I wouldn't be mad at it, man. And, and see, this is I, I guess this is another way uh a group can uh, kind of stand out, minus like the the uh dip sets and the G units. When you look at the track list, like when you look at Outcast track list, it's just say Outcast. It don't say big boy right here and so and so there or Andre here and all this other stuff. It's it's just straight up outcast. When you see Mob Deep, it's straight up Mob Deep featuring Nas or something like that. With Dipset, it, it was never just diplomats. It was always like Cameron feature yeah. uh, Cameron Jim Jones Jewels, Cameron Hell Real, Cameron. Uh, you got Jewels, his separate song, like. It was just a whole bunch of rappers together yeah. and with separate songs on there. But like the group groups, like the ones we were like like Bone Thugs and Harmony, it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. 
You ain't seen nothing that was just a separate busy bone. Crazy, bone-y. lazy. Yeah. And wish on his and then, song. And then there was some songs where, you know, somebody might not be on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, me, same thing with Migos. Migos is a group, man. Like, Migos is... Bad and Bougie is by Migos. Mm-hmm. Um, Takeoff is not even on there. So, to me, I look at that as a group. <laughs> yeah, if you have to specify what... Who's on each song? Then it's not a group, man. Yes, you knew if you listened to a clip song, you were getting verses from Malice and Pusha T. Yes, you knew if you was listening to EPMD, you was getting uh, fucking Eric Sermon and Parish. Mm-hmm. You know, so you knew who you're getting when you listen to these group records. Yeah. And Beastie Boys, with Dipset, you know they have to Boys. specify this is Hellrell and Joel Santana. Yeah. Okay. And not That's to mention, group, and not to mention, them dudes had like different deals and all that stuff. So you had all them dudes in the group, but Joel's had a, a deal with Def Jam. Jim Jones had a deal with Koch. Mm-hmm. They was just all over the place, man. I think they was just buddies, but you know they had their separate solo careers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. That 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 Dipset listing is a little too high for me. <laughs> Yeah. If they should even deserve to be there, especially G Unit too. Yeah. But um, so that that's the uh, Rolling Stone list of of uh, not the Rolling Stone, the Billboard list of fifty best rap groups. Like I said, man, all in all, I don't think this is a terrible list. Yep. You know, I'll, you can I'll have different number opinions. One. Yep. If we we had differing opinions. Like you could argue some people didn't even belong to be on a list, but overall, I didn't feel like they were trying to troll us with this list, man. I think it was a respectable list, more or less, for a major publication. Yeah. You know, if somebody told me off the street, this is their fate, this is their list of 50 greatest or R&B groups, I- I'd be like, I see it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Yeah. So, I don't have a problem with it too much, man. Like, aside from some nitpicking, I don't think it was a terrible list. Yeah. Um... We got to wrap this podcast up because I got to go to the grocery store, man. I got shit to eat. I got to get something <laughs> for dinner. So yeah, You got you got to <laughs> hang out the window of that car too, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. At least it's only 85 degrees right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> what the feel like temperature look like? <laughs> yeah, like 200. Um, so, yeah. Appreciate everybody who dropped by, man. It was a yeah. popping podcast tonight. Appreciate y'all. HRW, Miguel. David Spano, Spano, Sp- I don't know, I don't Spano, Spano. That's right. Yeah, Spano. shout out to Spano, man. He just got a new job. He on the midday show. I want to say up in Cleveland for uh, Rock Station. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so he used to work with. He, he used to be our former coworker, man. He used to work with Odyssey. Oh, so, um, yeah, man. Uh, salute to you, man. You doing your thing? Yeah. Shout out to you, man. Uh, Matt Wine Chemist on YouTube as well. Appreciate you stopping by. HRW Troy on Facebook. Everybody who came to the, for the podcast, man, we appreciate y'all, man. Yep. Spoon, that's right. Spoon at the beginning. Mark Nash, Derek Straps, all y'all who came through in the comments and showed love. We love y'all too. We're gonna be back at it next week, probably, with some more shit to break down. Hopefully, some new music comes out. I think uh I guess everybody's waiting for summer to drop. Uh, I oh, guess yeah, that's what oh, happened yeah. this year. Oh, I thought you was, I thought you about I thought you was talking about Summer Walker for some reason. Oh nah. I, thought you say <laughs> I guess everybody was waiting for the season of summer to yeah. drop new music. Because yeah. now we're getting it by the boatload, it seems like. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about this, but apparently Drake got something cooking up. 
Oh, yeah, I just, heard about that. She's apparently going to drop the- a book of poetry, and it's going to be accompanied by a R&B album or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for the boys or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. for my dogs. For I my think. dogs, yeah. Yeah, so, which is, uh, I don't yeah, know. We, yeah, we'll have something else to break down, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope Maybe by this time next week we'll be breaking down a new Drake album. We'll see. Yeah. Appreciate y'all, man. We love y'all, and until next time, 